want to know? What do you want to hear? Let's give him a big round of applause. I know I can't hear you, but I know I can pick up what you're saying, baby. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to be here. I've been on the road for uh, 10 years, so bear with me while I plaster on a fake smile and plow through this shit one more time. I get dizzy spells, nausea, cold sweats, hot sweats, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, involuntary trembling, dead hands. Run and I cannot function under these conditions. You're making me extremely nervous. We're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase. There's nothing to figure out. This man is obviously a psychotic. Instantly, I regret saying that, so I'm going to go ahead and go. But I'm not going to stop yelling, because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So, I love y'all very much. Peace out. Do something, brah. Special Agent Utah. I knew I could count on you. I've been to every city in Mexico. Came across an unclaimed piece of meat in Baja. Turned out to be Rosie. Guess you picked a knife fight for somebody better. Found a passport of yours in Sumatra. Missed you by about a week in Fiji. But I knew you wouldn't miss a 50-year storm, Bodie. Yeah. Too bad. Finally get your waves and it's totally closed out. Just waiting for my set. Down. You cross the line and people trusted you, they die. Yeah, we're bad. We're real bad. Life sure has a sick sense of humor, doesn't it? Just surfing? Every day.
down to it, Bopper. Buddies, this is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. Eastside Dave McDonald. And the rest. That's right, Dave. Wow. You, today. Yeah. you know why? No. You're my favorite. Holy shit. You're my favorite. I'm waiting for the parentheses. Is this sarcastic? No. No. This is me finally waking up to just how fantastic you are. Oh, this is the best day That's ever. All. Why would parentheses come into play there? Well, uh, he doesn't understand what he's saying. Just like Sarcasm. He, he fucking got Patty Hearst confused with Patty Duke yesterday. Yeah. Maybe someday I'd just like to see your, uh, your rumbled clothes and feel like it's a good day. All right, good. You know what happens. I believe I do. Chris Tanley. Sold out Ronnie B. On two, on two fronts. Number one is I'm seeing a film yesterday. I keep getting text. Uh, the booking department was trying to wedge Victoria Gotti on the show today. And I'm like, but she just did an hour with O&A yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine why that doesn't make sense to people. Like, I normally would like to have it. She did an hour with them. It's, you know, a, a big crossover audience, of course, between us and ONA. The people, have, you know, have heard her for an hour. It's insane. The only question I would have was, everything you told ONA yesterday, was it true? I mean, you know, all right, you got a book out, the Gotti name, it's all terrific. But you just did the station for an hour. They thought the more bookings, the better. Yeah, I understand that. But they're not exactly going to be... It, it could be a waste of her time because if the people want to buy the book by this point, they will. If not, they're not going to change their mind. If anything, you're just going to annoy. So I just, you know, saying no was not enough for these people. Oh, the booking department here. You fucking try to get along with them, but I don't see it. Who's your little buddy from there? Uh, he's not my buddy. Liam. Liam. Jeez, Liam. I, I try to have a professional relationship. By having him on your show and screaming at him about... That's Now you know why I was so angry with this guy. Yeah, now See? I do. Another thing That's becomes... What it was? Yeah. Another thing becomes clear about Davey Mack. And, of course, uh, you know, Hicks wouldn't leave me alone about it. Ping, ping, it's going off when I'm in the movies. Well, you know, he's so busy, uh, Ronnie, uh, playing fantasy football when I walk into the office. Was that right? Yeah, when I, when, after the show, when I went upstairs, um, yeah, the complete roster is up on his computer screen. He's got the biggest monitor in the office, so you can see exactly what he's up to. Well, I will tell you this. Remember when the guy called me from Sports Grumblings and gave me a tip? Said, oh, yeah. Make sure you take choice this week. What, what are you doing shaking your head like you don't understand? 
I don't know who Choice is. I have no clue what anyone besides Romo and fucking Farvar. That's a lie. No, it's not. I know nothing about football. You're a gambler. You're 3-0. and Horse racing. You're Horse racing gambler. You're the best in our league right now. A fluke. He's a sheep in wolf's clothing. A, a very fat sheep. For the sheep, nonetheless. Well, the wolf's clothing looks cool. Let's not fucking, let's not take that away from him. So when I go uh -huh. home to do it, I go, oh, all right, I got a little tip from my man. I'm going to fucking uh, put him in because Lord knows I only scored 40 fucking points last week. Um, I saw during work, Chris Stanley went and talked to fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, immediately. And here's the thing. We all knew you were going out to a movie, so you weren't going to be near Thank a you, computer. Fez. And Thank you, Fez. I thought that was today. And as this fucking fantasy league is ripping us apart. <laughs> as soon as he went upstairs, he was logged on. That tip was for me. That's my buddy. That is. People, what am I going to do? This in secret now? People, no, not at all. You Take him. I offered to trade I last night. Him. Oh, come on. I don't come want him. Now he offers I to want... trade. Now no, you have to give to... up something. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I yeah. gave it to him straight up. Bullshit. You know what? Uh, why don't you take my kid's baby shoes? They won't fit his feet. He's <laughs> fat feet. No, but he uses them to eat soup with. <laughs> oh, guys. I don't know anything about football. Yeah. I never watch football. I don't know shit. I sit on my couch and get high all Sunday. I never turn on the TV. He's right. watching yeah. every game. Uh, and let me tell you, a gambler is a gambler, and there's no way around it. He's the best. I'll tell you something else. When what Fez, a liar. Fez and I, when Fez and I walked in on Chris Stanley, he had his computer screen turned sideways so that he was trying to hide oh. his football thing. Oh. At least it wasn't blasted porn like you were, Dave, you creep. If, as if we couldn't tilt our heads. <laughs> Fantasy porn? Yeah. I rue the day Chris Stanley came up with the idea of fantasy football. That wasn't me. I rue the day. I just and, came along. <laughs> and you should have seen him as soon as I said, what are you doing? Then what'd you do? Go out for beers with fucking mm. Franklin? <laughs> I'm sure he did. Make sure that I don't take any calls in front of Chris anymore. That he gets sent down the hall. He actually tried to put his big paws in front of the monitor. Like oh, I, I wasn't going to see what he was doing. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's out this week. I need to pick somebody up. I didn't so, know it was choice. So uh, I'm going to just say, all right, bring Victor v v Victoria Gotti in for three and a half hours. Let's just do that. <laughs> That's what I ended up writing back to her. You know what? Bring Victoria Gotti in, and I won't do the show today. How's that sound? That'll fucking make everybody happy, and we'll just sell books after books after books. I thought Liam liked this, Fez. I thought so, too, but this was just ridiculous. Well, what about other things? You feel like he's fucking good to us or not so good? Well, I mean, what do we get, Ronnie, in the long run? All right. What do we get? Everyone just wants to backstab Ron and Fez, it seems like. The Franklins, the Chris Tanleys. You're right. The what? Liams, and good old Dave just sits here. You really are like good. Seriously. I'm you're, like, you're I'm my sorry rock. I ever fought with you. <laughs> I'm like the Kansas City Royals. I don't care how shitty my team is. No changes, baby. We stay the course. I'm trying to get you the Giants' defense. Thank you. But what are you willing to give up? What do you got? I have Colston from the Saints. You here's have a cold the, sword. Here's the weird thing. I have Colston Shockey from the Saints. Who is Joe, Drew B's throwing to? Because these guys, these guys have gotten me jack shit. Yet they're on the Saints, and Breeze has gotten 50,000 points every week. I figured if I can't get Breeze, I should get Saints receivers. But I can't, I can't win. Still doing you no good. It's not doing me anything. I'll see what I can do for you. 
God knows you've been nothing but a rock. You've been perfect. You're 0-3, though. You may be out of it. I, I'm going to keep going. Joey in Queens, you're on a fence. Uh, Stanley there isn't being truthful because if he bets horse racing, which is 10 times harder than betting football, he definitely knows football because ten, uh, horse racing, you have to pick one out of, say, eight to ten horses, and football betting is a 50-50 proposition. So I, I've, never, I've never met a fucking track rat who couldn't figure out any fucking game in seconds. I don't know shit about football. Like Belmont, like hanging out, you can smoke there. No one's believing you anymore. You should. You can quit the act. You should definitely believe me. Because nobody's buying it. I don't even know what a spread means. Chris Stanley. Kaiser Soze. They're so similar. In the way they sound and the way they roll off the tongue. I don't have a He's limb. been fucking devil. faking this shit the whole time. Woe is me. He, His mom and dad probably are still together and they both walk fine. What the fuck? Everything's, I know. He's probably got the only mansion in Astoria. Uh, here's Wayne from Astoria, fucking Pepper's Neighborhood. Hey, how's it going, man? I, I know it's not like your friend's Thursday, but I, I gotta let this stop. Enough's enough. I'm Chris Stanley's neighbor. I'm over his house every Sunday. He's got the ticket, all the games going, three screens. Oh. It's nothing but the best over there. Liar. There's something about you, Chris. Why are you 3-0? and Why are you Look, fucking I woke up at 7 p.m. last weekend. I, could, I saw one game. 7 p.m. Bullshit. You know what? <laughs> It, that's nothing to brag about. I woke it's just up an alibi. It's an alibi. Woke up, it's dark out. He gets mad. I when was I sleeping during the murder. I'll call him on the weekend, and he'll get mad, like as if I'm calling him at five thirty in the morning, and I'll be like, "It's fucking three thirty in the afternoon, fatso." Fucking you, red, you cocksucker! Name seriously. I have to. I'm so angry at what the way he's been treating you. Oh uh, yeah, I know. He started. This is a dirty league. It is. It's an awful between league between Franklin, Scruffy, and now Chris Stanley. This no. is a dirty it's league. It's a dirty we're league. In. Mooch it's too. A Throw dirty him league. I don't like a and dirty Mo- league. And who's behind Mooch? I don't yeah. fucking oh, know. I was trying to get down to it last yeah. night. Don't know. Chris Stanley's behind. You know Mooch. what? If you would have brought Best that friends. into me, that might have meant something to me, Chris Tan. I'm looking. I'm digging. No, you're not. Yeah, I swear you're to God, you're fucking digging on how great your team's doing. I hate fantasy football. I hate what it's done to us. Chris Tanley made the wrong choice. That really makes me mad. It just brings up the choice thing again. Yeah. I hope he runs for 310 yards. <laughs> he was The day of the draft, he was going to be, I'm Mr. Auto Pick. I don't know who anyone is. Just please. Uh, Matt, Matt in Arizona. Hey, I think Chris Stanley went to uh, Nova Scotia for his uh, vacation because he sounded a little more like Donnie Dunphy every day. I said the same thing Just having a time. to him yesterday after the show. He actually gets lazy with talking. Have you noticed? He's yeah, just he does. like, He's just jib rapping. She's calling in at 130, Ron. Remember yesterday during the meeting how fucking upset you were with him when oh. we were talking with uh, Rob Cross? I couldn't. Rob Cross, my boss, is, is trying to talk. I couldn't hear because Chris Tanley's gum chewing. It, it it eclipses the speed of sound he chews so fast and so loud. It's the most infuriating thing. It's 2009. We're not savages. You, you, you're not a horse. Why do you hate the way you choose? Close the mouth. That's oh, all. Oh, what? The, oh, I'm doing something annoying for once, Dave? How about the, all the fucking small, stupid bullshit I have to deal with every fucking like day what? with you? Like what, Chris? Okay. 
constantly putting up a fucking CD to look at his, up his fucking nose for some reason. Then, every hey, day no. when he eats Hold fucking... On. Hold on. I get mucus. It's what? fucking infuriating. So you take a CD to look up your nostrils? Yeah, I get mucus. I get mucus buildup uh, in the fall. Because All day during the show. The allergy. No, it's during the summer, too. You get it every season. Yeah, I do. I have terrible. I've be, once once I hit my thirties, I developed allergies for, with everything. Fucked up oh. OCDs. It's not OCD. Uh, what else does he do besides uh, looking up his own nostrils? Every day when he has lunch, he eats very quickly and then clears his throat every minute for at do an least impression of how he eats. <clears throat> he does that every minute for fucking two hours. Well, again, it's dry. no. There's no that's, excuse. That's you're an phlegm. asshole. Again. You're fucking with me. Now every day I'm going to chew gum in your fucking ear. That's the phlegm uh, buildup. That's the mucus buildup. I can't have control it looked that. Out. You have health insurance because it's driving me insane. It's genetic. My dad does it too, and so is one of my brothers. So I don't care. During Thanksgiving, when you when we all Ew. eat, you just hear a, oh, this is good gravy. Yeah, I can't mm, take it. Look at this corn, huh? <laughs> well, it's going to be gum chewing time every day after the show. Not my fault. Uh, Tim in Vegas, Sherman and Fez. Hey, Bennington, I just wanted to let Mr. Tanley know we've got his room ready in Caesars uh, this Motherfuck, week. Uh, I know the, it. The whole buffet and, and the hookers are ready for his uh, weekly visit uh, to Caesars. Never been. Oh, yeah. I think he was never lying. been to fucking Vegas. No, seriously, never Vegas. Mohegan. There's a Caesars in Atlantic City, too. Are you trying to say you've there. never been there? Too oh. low rent. Come on. He doesn't like. He doesn't fly low. Yeah. He's a track rat. He likes the ponies. I know because Belmont's so much better. It certainly is. Belmont's his home. Long Island's best. The racetrack in Belmont, beautiful. Everything else for a good hundred mile radius is just run down shit. What's your big problem with Strong Island all the time? <laughs> what is the Jersey Long Island thing? When's it going to end? It's just because they give us shit when. Everyone doesn't realize the Jersey girl is really a Long Island person with the big hair and the way they talk. When you see movies, people like that don't really exist in New Jersey so much. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a Jersey girl type. They're drunk. They're loud. But they don't have the big hair and the, and the oh. huge accent. The big hair. The big hair and the big accent. So you're saying the Long Island girl is skanky. Yeah. Jersey girl is beautiful. That's what I'm saying. The... Hey, let's go out talking for coffee and stuff. <laughs> That's not Jersey, folks. That's Long Island. And the fact that they give us shit for not being in a part of New York State. They're not in New York City. They're not part of the five boroughs. Well, why, why, why do you think you're so much better than us? You have any money, we have the boss. Face it. Uh, Charlie in, in Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie, this is great. You did not like how Chris Stanley used to protect Eastside Dave, so you came up with this fantasy football, and now they're at each other's throat. It reminds me of the story where you pulled a knife on your father and brother at the dinner table because they were teasing you. Just another brilliant moment, sir. Just, just well, yeah, actually, that was, of course, genius. Um, but, yeah, I think you – I hope you learned a lesson from this, Chris. Of all the fucking times you protect protect this redheaded bastard, and look how quick he is to get you as soon as the tides go. And this is the first time the tides ever went against him. Mm -hmm. And not only that, Fez is with him too. Fez has no fucking dog in this fight. He's on you in a heartbeat. I get it. I get it all. It's dirty business. That. They hate you. Listen, I feel you like over, you overplayed your hand. I it's pure luck.
Fantasy football's a crapshoot. There's no nothing skill involved. Polans- fuck? Polanski, you had it too good too long. You got cocky. You thought you could start making moves. Right. Um, here is uh, Bo in Texas. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Got yeah. the Ichiban for the day. What do you got? You got uh, big Kimbo Slice losing last night on uh, UFC. Yeah, I, I never got the Kimbo Slice thing. It was just, <laughs> was it ever supposed to be real? He, he fucking go where you should go in the WWE and scare kids to come out. <laughs> was it ever real, Kimbo? He just beat up some fucking tomato cans? Yeah, that's all it was. It was backyard stuff. So it's, I was just looking for mis- another Mr. T. It looks impressive on uh, YouTube, but in real life, I mean, the guy can't apparently fight. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, you know, I could hit, you know, uh, I could throw a great slider on YouTube with a wiffle ball. I'm not going to become a professional baseball player. Well, Dave, let's, we, got big, we got big news here. Here's my good buddy, Mike in Philly. Mike. Hey, Ronnie. Sing I got it from the mountaintop. Yeah. Got an each one for you. Go ahead, my friend. Um, your 2009 National League East champion, the Philadelphia Phillies. What a season. Dave, I want you to go home and grab that daughter of yours with the Mets hat and explain to her for three years in a row she's had the smell of the fucking Phil's ass. <laughs> My kids are not Metropolitan fans whatsoever. I saw I saw Mets hat on that daughter before. Well, the little boy wears a Yankees onesie every day. Yeah. Uh, the Phillies are, you know, they're the cream of the crop right now in baseball. Well, we'll see what happens when we get in the playoffs. But, when, you know, when you win that three years in a row, it, wait, what's considered the pennant? You have to win the National League or is it yeah. just the National League East pennant? National League. The whole the thing pennant. has to be the pennant. Yeah, that's the, you know, the conventional way it's okay. been talked. Because it used to be at the end of the year you'd won the pennant. Yeah, you won the National League. I mean, back in the day with, yeah. like, Casey Stengel, right. if the Yankees, you know, beat the Red Sox, there was no divisions. They just, they won the American League. And remember, back in back in the you know back in those days, a pennant was considered like almost as big as as, as yeah. big as a World Series. You always talk about people like I just want my one pennant. Was Casey Stengel's big thing? Well, because it's such a gigantic thing, and the other one are just a couple of games. Right. One is the best of 162. Yeah. It's the best of 162 series. It's fucking crazy when you think about it. It's true. And so no other sport has to even put up with that. Right. And there was no interleague. So, you know, the, the interleague thing didn't kind of water down, you know, American National League a little bit. Um, let's go over here to Doug in Wisconsin. Doug. Hey, uh, I'm a uh, trainer for the Green Bay Packers. Could you have Chris Stanley call me later? I got some information for him. Oh, mother. You're working inside fucking info. How's Favre doing? Well, he's not with Green Bay. He's on the break. Vikings. <laughs> yeah, Favre's great. He's been gone for a couple of years. <laughs> See, look how I said, just said that. How could I no possibly? No one believes know? a fucking thing about you. Nice try. Nice cover. It's all an act. I got the horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. He's like Mrs. Doubtfire. He just puts on this big Chris Stanley facade in front of us. He's a totally different person away. He's a good I cook. See, so he's like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. I get it now. Doubtfire. 
Run you with Victoria Jackson again. Victoria Jackson. <laughs> What's the thing with you and the Victorias? You and Booking. What are you, the latest member to work for Booking, Chris? No, I work for the Ron and Fez show. But I, but you, you're fucking flying their flag. Never. Yesterday you were. So finally, I'm like, take it to fucking Bladder and Cross. I get a text back after that. It's canceled. <laughs> I can't see why anybody would agree to back-to-back bookings. And you know what? If it's Robert De Niro, yes, I'll have him the day after O and A. Yeah, they thought a day's time was like yeah a year. Well, it would. But here's the thing. Not for fun, not. I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but this isn't. You know, she didn't sleep with her fa- father like Mackenzie Phillips. Right. You know what I mean? This book isn't the big fucking get. Not everybody's talking about it. I told him to get the other writer. Um, what was the guy's name Crack last Hour. night? What's his name? Krakauer, John Krakauer. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, he's not in town. I turn on the Daily Show. There he is. For six minutes. Guess what? I'll take him the next day. He did six. <laughs> Victoria Gotti, everything you said to Owen was true? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you later then. <laughs> are you so? So you, uh, you're on Runa Fez. Hey there. How are you? What do you say? Hey, I'm sticking up to the Long Island girl. Oh. I'm a, I'm a girl from Long Island. I don't have a heavy accent, and I don't have big hair. Yeah, but you know what you live in, right? I don't live there anymore, but I, I grew up there. No, no. I mean, yeah, there's a, there is a stereotypical person out there. Thank but you. That's not, that's not the majority. And by the way, we do have Billy Joel. We just don't have any money. Is that what you're bragging about, Billy Joel? I'm kind of bragging about the Long Island girl and the Billy Joel thing, yeah. Yeah, that's why I brought it up Billy to Joel you. versus Bruce. I, mean, I love Billy Joel, but versus Bruce, sorry. Well, I'm just saying, we're on par. Let's just let's agree to say that we're on par. No, I'm not going to agree, madam. Uh, New Jersey's better. Uh, uh, hell no. Well, this was a wonderful debate. <laughs> uh, we'll let you go. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fezzy, um, you know, whatever happened with Chris Stanley is the Chris Stanley. We'll let him go like that. I'm not going to, you know, God bless him. I hope he wins it all. I wish you all the luck in the world. Well, people have to sleep at night. Uh, Here's uh, Brian in Philly. Hey, uh, good morning, buddies. Hey, buddy. Got a uh, Ichiban for Fezzy. Uh, Fezzy, I know you're a fan of NBC. Uh, General Electric is uh, looking to dump them because they're underperforming, and uh, Comcast Corporation's uh, in talks right now to buy them for about $35 billion. Uh, $35 billion when they were worth how much last year? Not sure how much they were worth last year. I heard year. they were worth 65 last year. Really? It's down to 35 and they're tracing it all back to... Uh, by the way, did you, anybody watch the Jay Lendo last night? I finally got to see the little sports race. Yeah, I saw that with um, with uh, Steve Carell. Why? Why were they doing that on TV? Why is that a TV show? You know, it's supposed to... Uh, the, the, like, the time to beat was 53 seconds on the green Ford track or whatever they call it. 
That is the longest 53 sec seconds I've ever seen. There's no speed involved in it. It looks like it takes forever to get around that track. Uh, here's John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Boy, it sounds like you better keep an eye on it. Chris Stanley, he's getting a little uppity lately. Well, he, uh, God bless him. Hey, no Ronnie B. This I is got nuts. A, uh, for you. What do you got? Um, well, if you want a good deal on a Saturn, now's the time to do it. Jim saying that they're closing the doors since the talk fell through. Yeah, everything is falling apart in this country. We are just, uh, we, we just have nothing left. Uh, here's, um, let's go over here to uh, Kind Bud. Kind Bud, you're on Manifest. Hey, buddies, love you yeah. all. Even Thanks. you, Dave. Thank hey, you. Hey, I'm a drug rep from uh, South Georgia. I had to go to New Jersey for three weeks, and I would definitely have to disagree with Dave. I might have been spoiled by all the nice-looking girls down here with tans, but it was gross. Every girl had big black hair. Every one of them had a big hump on their nose for some reason, and they were just gothed up. It was gross. It was terrible. What? No. This, this sounds like you're... Isn't your daughter a Jersey girl? No, she actually was born in New York. Ah. My son is born in Jersey. Ooh. <laughs> is he goth? He. This guy was watching The Crow. He was not in New Jersey. Everyone has fucking wearing goth and has bumps on their noses. What? Tell Miss Meryl Streep if she has dark hair and bumps on her noses. She lives in Connecticut. She was born and raised in New Jersey. But where does she live now? Where does she choose to you live? You say Connecticut. I'll, I'll choose to believe you. But I mean, it's, Where does she choose to live? She chooses apparently to live in Connecticut, but it's where you were born and raised that makes you a person. <laughs> but, but, but to turn your back on something? Well, no. I mean, uh, Connecticut has probably nicer trees and oh, nicer neighborhoods. Everything. Oh, nicer everything. <laughs> Believe me, I tell you this, uh, she went to Yale like I did. Both of us attended Yale. Um, all right, this is kind of interesting. According to Advertising Age magazine, Subway will now pass McDonald's very soon in a number, number of stores. Uh, doesn't mean that they're selling more, but they have more stores out there. David Mack, are you shocked by this? Yes, I am. I think of McDonald's is like the is that and maybe Nike are the ultimate um, American brands worldwide. I can't believe any over Coca Cola. And, I think Coca Cola is still the number one brand. Okay, but McDonald's is right up there in terms of fast food restaurant. I always think McDonald's is the, the champ. So for another fast food chain to take them down, I'm totally shocked. Well, it's hard to imagine that Jared Fogle would become an icon over Ronald McDonald. Isn't Jared gone? No, he's no, still there. Still there? Still Ten there. years. Ten years in running. Did not know that he was still there. I think it's a combination of that $5 footlong thing. Everyone's broke. $5. $5. Five dollar. <laughs> and uh, it's healthier. And that you can fit a Subway in a much smaller place than you can fit a McDonald's. Yeah, well, I'm not like I'm saying. They're not making more money per store than McDonald's. But, you know, at a certain point, doesn't it seem like McDonald's... If you said, when was their glory years... You're going back a ways now. I guess so. I guess you're what? You're going to the 80s? I mean, Michael Jordan used to do McDonald's. Ever since maybe he left, they, they've taken a back seat. And you don't even see sports stars on McDonald's. You see them all. Ryan Howard's all over Subway. All these guys are all over Subway. Yeah, you're right about McDonald's that. McDonald's does not cater to a, Jew, a huge audience the way Why they should. Why did sh you say Jew? <laughs> I meant to say huge. <laughs> audience the way they should. And quite frankly, and I, I know this is going to sound racist, but every McDonald's commercial you have is like some happy Cosby family. And you, you never see like, you know, a redneck family or a white urban family. 
it's always just that. And so maybe the, the, they've ticked off uh, broad America. I don't know. I don't know where this went. I was very surprised by it. Um, still, you can make five, six times more money coming in out of McDonald's than you can a Subway. But I never thought we'd get around to the point where there'd be more Subways than McDonald's. Uh, Matt in Arizona, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, i got to say that the uh, Subway, because a franchisee, um, all those sandwich shops are, uh, are the less expensive to uh, open up. They ask for the least amount, and also operational cost is uh, lower. That's why you see them sprout out on every, every corner store. So. Why are the operational costs lower? Because they're, they're just making cold sandwiches? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's less. Uh, it comes down to shipping and everything else. They can get everything. It comes down to a distribution model as well. They have more, uh, they're more depots uh, to get that from. Now, let me ask you this, though. Do you picture a time where McDonald's will be in real trouble in this country because of the fried you know, stuff? I see, you know, the, the one thing that they're all scared about or concerned about is that the, the fast food or the, those taxes that are starting to be talked about. But that's, that's a long shot away. But I would, I would see it as uh, McDonald's is a corner, you know, corner store. You know, it doesn't happen as much where Subway can go into any, you know, out west. They're in every strip mall out here. So they're easier to open up, and they don't have any uh, rights to as well. They can open up one right down the street from another one where McDonald's has some kind of uh, an area distribution model here. Uh, here is uh, Bill in Vegas. Thanks a lot for that call, too. Bill in Vegas, Sean hey. Fez. Yeah. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. Yeah. I saw Jerry. He looks like the freaking Goodyear blimp. Keep those sandwiches. are going to be huge. He got big again, Jared? He goes back and forth. You can tell when Jared has put the weight back on. All of a sudden, the commercials are either just Jared's face talking in extreme close-up, or he's, like, behind the counter or behind a table sitting down. Yeah. They also like to put him in a big shirt every now and again, too. And I think sometimes he'll just not, they won't even make a commercial with him for, like, three or four months while they tell him, go and lose the weight. Uh, here is uh, TJ, Long Island. TJ. Last year here is James in Kansas. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. I I like Subway, but I also like McDonald's. Well, after waking up this morning and reading the uh, Quad City Times, uh, it says, and I quote this, more hepatitis A lawsuits filed against McDonald's. Fuck that. Never again will I eat McDonald's. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know anything about that. Here's Alex. Alex, you're on a fez. Yeah, I'd just like to confirm that Chris Daly has just bought 2,000... 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Nick in Wisconsin, you're on a fez. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, it's not surprising, because I'm a trucker, and over the road when we uh, get to an exit sometimes, there'll be three truck stops, and all three truck stops will have a subway... And it's all it is is a small counter and a little back kitchen area. I mean, they put it in a 10-by-10 area, and they can do thousands of those all throughout the country. Everywhere you look, there's a subway built into a gas station, a convenience store. And I don't think that's a fair comparison because McDonald's, it generally has to be a store and a rather large store. So how can you compare the two? I, I do compare apples to oranges. <laughs> and I'll just say how many apples is there and how many oranges are there. Uh, here is uh, Ron. Ron, you're on a fez. 
Yeah, did you ever notice these hotels, they open them up, they're duds, so they stick an Indian in, and he now owns it, and he's got no business. The same with the subway shop. It's a bomb. They're on every corner. He ain't doing any business, but he can subside on, on what he sweeps up off the floor and hopes he makes business. McDonald's, they will only, only run a location if it's high profitability. But that factor has to be weighed in, right? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of truth that. Silvio, you're on my Fez. Hey, guys. What? You know, I come from New Jersey 27 years, and I just relocated out to, uh, like, eastern Ohio. Searching for a deli on Google, the closest 30 places that come up were Subways. Not even an in-between Joe's Deli, Sally's, Sub Shop. Everything was Subway. There's, like, no local uh, sandwich place. Now, if I was to say in Philadelphia, I would have thought years ago, Subway would come into there and be crushed. Because the old-fashioned hoagie, you cannot compare with that fast food sandwich. Yet there was something so fucking insanely wrong with the mind of an American person when it comes to fast food. They will kill every local business just because there's any kind of a fast food uh, franchise in town. Uh, here is uh, Dave. Dave in St. Pete. You're my face. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Just saw Jared. He was in St. Pete last week, threw out the first pitch at a Rays Mariners game, walked right by him, saying, take me out to the ball game. He's not fat. So he looks good. He looks good, and he's pulling the ladies. You know why? Because uh, he eats a vegetable sandwich every single day while he walks. He walks and eats a vegetable sandwich. Apparently 10 miles to Subway and back. I hate when they put Jared in skits, though, like little comedy numbers that he has to act. I don't watch uh, commercials. I'm just about off of them completely. Oh, really? You know, I was also reading in the same magazine, the only thing right now that is TiVo foolproof, professional football. Professional football can sell the spots because people are watching it live. Most shows I don't think are watched live anymore. Certainly not. Anything that has a script, like a drama or a sitcom, I never watch. Even if it's on 8 and I'm there, I'll wait till 8.30. Now, can you watch a sporting event uh on TiVo, or you feel like you're missing something? I feel like I'm missing something. Unless it's a situation I cannot, you know, it's way beyond my control, I'll never watch it on DVR or but TiVo. What about you? Um, no, I won't even bother. I won't even bother to TiVo a sporting event. If, if I'm going to go back and look, I'll just go to, like, ESPN and look for highlights. If there was, like, a play that I missed, I'll go find it there. I'm not going to TiVo a game. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of guys that are sports fans, you want to see the game. Yeah. You know, like even if it's like your baseball team or something, and if you're out that night, why not TiVo it, go there and watch it in real time? Would that throw you off completely? Yeah, well, the thing is, I just don't feel the tension. Like, just because I know I can fast forward through commercials and shit, that that commercial time brings up the drama in a baseball or a football game. So the fact of that you know that it's not live, even though you're watching it like it's live, it's ruined for you. Yeah, because it, it just it's diminished. I, I if I choose to know the results, I I can know the results, and thus the tension is gone. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Mike Vick signed a deal with Nike, uh, which uh, kind of means all is forgiven. I think at this point. I mean, there's one thing for the NFL to let him back in, but this kind of shows there are no protests. And people are willing to give Mike Vick another uh, try. Yeah, there's not even any protest from Nike, who I think I, I, I may from be, Nike. Yeah, because I, I may be wrong, but I think what didn't he lose that endorsement 
when the dog charges first came up? Yes, they re-signed Nike. Nike re-signed Mike Vick. Uh, does this mean that he's uh, back, Dave? Mike, completely back. Michael Vick is back. Yeah. We have a very short attention span. Well, I think the people think he did his time, whatever it was. Um, I don't think they would forgive him again. But more or less, you know, even when you look at some of the groups that are working with him now, um, I think people are ready to get, by and large, they're ready to give him another shot. Yeah, I mean, and you can get away with stuff in America. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Mike in Denver, you're on run of Fez. Mike, go ahead, buddy. Uh, here is um, uh, here's Andy in Cleveland. Andy. Oh, uh, yeah, RB. I'll tell you what, I haven't uh, ate at a Subway since that fruit uh, Jared Fogle endorsed them. And those skits, as Dave said, are horrible. They're the worst ever. I mean, I can't stand this guy's fat pants. I don't want him to compare to a But really, a bad commercial would keep you away from food that you liked? Yes. I just don't understand that. When it's dealing with Jared, honestly, I won't go to Subway because he's that annoying to me. His mouth, like, doesn't move. It's like he he has, like, a ventriloquist puppet on his hand, but it's not even there. It's weird. I won't go to Subway because of how poor the bread is. It has nothing to do with anything else. Todd in Pittsburgh, you're in Hi, Lonnie. I think that the text message... And the Twitter and everything is what's ruined uh, taping sports. Because every time I've ever recorded a sporting event, my friends ruin it and text me a play-by-play. That can happen. That will definitely happen. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Have you ever done this where you're watching a sporting event on the phone with a relative or or a friend that lives in a different area? And hear them yell before you do, yeah. and you're just like, I got to get off the fucking phone here. I can't put up with it. Uh, here, uh, let's go over here to Rick. Rick and Philly, you're on Fez. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, I served in the U.S. Army, and I served in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. We actually had two shots. We had one was a subway, the other was a Mickey D's. And most of us soldiers, we ate over at the uh, subway. It's not bad food. It's pretty good. Yeah, but also, how are they getting fucking their fresh lunch meats to Cuba? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, come on, guys. Um, here is uh, Chris, Chris in Canada. Hey, got an Ichiban for you. Yeah. Uh, just heard on CNN in the last hour that Nike comes out and says they're not really uh, giving them an endorsement. They're just going to supply his equipment. So he can't buy his own shoes? Apparently. I'm telling you right now, I would not be wearing the fucking shoes unless I was paid for it if I played in that league. <laughs> what the fuck? That's insane I, to me. I, I have a feeling, though, that that's just the first step. Well, remember, uh, you know, I'm just taking this gentleman's uh, word because yesterday when they called Nike, Nike said, we don't want to discuss any fucking any of the details, any of the money. Right. Very, very strange. Uh, here's Dan in Florida, your manifest. I think the only acceptable sport to Tebow would be international soccer because the games start at such early times, like if you're on the East Coast, like uh, like 7.45 in the morning is noon in England, so you record the soccer game, wake up, watch it before getting online, and then you know, you're watching it as if it's live. Would If you wanted to watch the game, would you get up for it, Dave? Yes, I would, and I, I do get up for things. Like w- certain Olympic events, in the past Olympics, if I really was into it, I would get up at midnight or, or 4 in the morning. I know a guy in, um, in Hawaii, 
that will get up practically in the middle of the night to watch Eagles games. He lives in Hawaii, but he's got his dish, and he's like, fuck it. We are setting the clock. We're getting up, and I'm going to watch these pricks break my heart again. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Dave, here's a story for you. The uh, Justin Timberlake is a free man again. He apparently dropped the Jessica Beale, according to uh, Us Weekly. Why does this guy do so well with the women? He can dance, he can sing, and now apparently he's America's biggest comedy star. It's triple he's threat. A triple threat. Somehow he fucking people don't like Jim Carrey anymore. No. Mike Myers, a comedy god, has fallen off the earth. Yet you put Justin Timberlake in a YouTube. It's the biggest comedy skit on YouTube. Come on, Dick in a Box was very funny. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying. Yeah, but Dick in a Box. <laughs> Uh, Fez Watley. Yes. You read the Us Weeklies. Mm-hmm. Um, th- let me ask you a question, because I never pick up any of these magazines. But I walk down the street, and we have the newsstands here in New York, and all the magazines are out front. So I'm always able to read the cover. For, I'll say, the last four years, there has been some variation of Brad Pitt is going back to Jennifer Aniston this week, and Brad Pitt's wife is shocked. Right. It never comes true. Right? Never. So why keep buying the magazines if they lie? That's what I don't understand. I could understand that they would fool the people once. But why would people keep buying something that is just bullshitting them week after week? Because it becomes like a fantasy world. It's like a, it's like a soap opera that you're reading in a magazine. But it's not real. No, it's not real, and that, and, but people like to fill in the blanks. It's like, it's like watching Lost. And you and you try to figure out, all right, what does that hatch mean or something like that? You're getting theories. You're getting gossip theories about what's going on in their marriage. No one's ever going to really know what's going on in their marriage. And I think if anyone really did know, they would probably be bored silly. People would rather make it into a soap opera and a fantasy and have these little details, fictional or not, filled in for them. But it doesn't bother you that they that nothing comes true off the off the covers of that? No, because it's always it's always that thing of maybe this time it will be true. It's it, no no one ever loses faith in a tabloid. I I wouldn't use the word no one because most okay, yeah. most of us don't fucking read them. We think it's crazy. Uh Hicks, would you ever buy one of these things? No, because uh I don't know how they're surviving with all the free celebrity blogs out there that you right. can just read. Like, what would Tyler Duren do or whatever, Perez Hilton? Because moms but don't But actually, read those. those things are more real. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at anything on Tyler Durden or TMZ, you're getting, like, real news about it where this stuff is made-up news. But it's still, it's, it's to the point, it's not going to compete with those, with those blogs because the people that do buy the tabloids want more and more. The gossip appetite gets insatiable, so it, they'll right, go to the, the blogs ba- and the magazines. Yeah, but you missed my point. One of them will say someone signed for, signed for a movie mm-hmm. or someone was seen coming out of this. I, I don't think people look at TMZ and say that it's fucking fake. If anything, they just say that it's mean-spirited or doesn't have anything to do with the person's work. Where this one just makes up stuff about... You know, people leaving or having a baby when they don't have them. That's what fucking kills me. They're not having babies. 
Why you? Why would anyone buy it the second week? I think which the, ones do you read, Fez? And which ones are which ones would you say are real, and which ones are more fantasy? Um, people is the most real because it's going to be. A, I did not even know People Magazine was still around. Yeah, I thought that was from the seventies and eighties. People is going to be the most real because they actually get to talk to some of the celebrities. It's a little more celebrity friendly. So people, uh, celebrities are going to talk to them. You will get some realness out of that. Um, Us Weekly is is probably never on the mark. And very. if you see the headline on the front of it, that's probably as much as you're going to get in any article. Where they're really trying to say something without actually saying it. They'll even, pro- they'll even a lot of times dispute their own headline in the article. Yeah, I'm, when I'm, they don't I'm have the proof of, to back I, it up. I'm kind of confused hearing about this. You ever read any of them, Dave? No, I don't because I feel like the they're basically soap operas on paper, and I think it's the exact same audience. That's what it is. It's a romance novel, but with real people. So it's things just, in a things in a romance novel aren't going to be real, but this this is like a romance novel, but they're using real names. It's housewife shit. I mean, you know, it's the the housewives when they're going. There's a reason they're always in supermarkets. When the chicks are shopping for food, they pick up one of these magazines. I don't think a, a man with a person with testicles really picks up Us Weekly. Um. Well, you got one who does. Does he? <laughs> I just can't. I don't figure it out. So I'm trying to figure out. You would rather hear a made-up lie story than know the truth. Yes, gossip lovers like me, we're we're not going to know the truth. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt aren't going to talk about what really goes on in their marriage. All right, let me ask you this. Why do you care what goes on in their marriage? What makes you curious about what goes on in their marriage? It's a, it's a distraction. It's, you know, finding out how famous... Well, you don't find out how famous people live because it's not a lot of the truth. It's not true. But you can, you can imagine how famous people live. And a lot of times, too, it's, it's, it's cattiness as well. But you've met a lot of famous people. Mm-hmm. They live like anybody else. They're just right. regular people. So you already know how they live. Right, but this is just, this is like a little fantasy world. It's a distraction. It's an escape. Uh, here is uh, Michael in Arizona. You're on Fez. Yeah, the, uh, the only one to look at is the news uh, magazine. It's, it's the one that's in black and white, page five girl. That's it. End of story. Uh, here's Rich in Maryland. You're on Fez. Hey, Mr. B. Um, I think that uh, we're just giving too much credit to the American people. I think that uh, the average schmo is uh, bored and, and kind of stupid and just wants to read something uh, salacious and uh, exciting. And, you know, whether they believe it or not, I think they just want to read something crazy. And that's why they buy it. I mean, I, I look at them when I'm standing in the checkout line just to see what kind of craziness there's, you know, on the cover. I would never, ever buy one. But uh, but do you ever believe it even for a second? Fuck no! It, it's you know I mean it, it, some of the stuff is so out there it's ridiculous. All right, here's Joe in New Jersey. Joe, you're on my face. Hey, how you doing today, my ass? Listen, Ronnie, I got a theory. Maybe uh, and I love you, Fez, but maybe the gossip rags are a way for you to escape your own doldrums and dull life. 
Well, I think uh, I think maybe it is a lonely person thing. I don't know, you know, uh, may, may, maybe that's part of it where it's like, you know, I'm reading into these per- people's personal lives. Not much of a personal life going on in my own in my own world. Yeah, but the one thing about you, you hate when people gossip about you. You'll get furious if people online gossip about you. And then your whole thing when you get home is about reading. And the other part that gets to me is you don't seem to be a fan of the people that you're reading about. Like, I don't see you going out to Brad Pitt movies or Angelina <laughs> Jolie movies. No, is it, like I said, some of it could be cattiness, where you like to see a photo of, you know, or a story about Lindsay Lohan falling down again at a party. Mm. Sometimes it's to root against these people. <laughs> what stupid thing did this person do? But why would that make you feel better or worse? Um, it's, it's, I don't know if it makes me feel better or worse, but it's like watching bad auditions on American Idol. I think it's the same kind of entertainment. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Bob in Atlanta. Yeah, guys, the, the only thing that's cool about those rag magazines is that when they show people the way they look now, when they're all old and decrepit and they're not airbrushed up and looking sweet and perfect like we think they look, I, I like to cut to the chase that they're really, really old and about to kick off. I think that's cool. So you like the fact that people get older and they get uh, less attractive? Well, not that. It's just that we're served up that these people don't change. You look at Burt Reynolds and you you might be looking at a picture that's 10 or 15 years old, and then you see him in one of the rag magazines and he looks like he's in a retirement home. Yeah, people do get older. Here's Bill. Bill, you're on Ron and Fez show. Ronnie, it equates, it equates to $1.75 an hour, $3.50 a magazine, two hours quiet time, each magazine, I get four hours of watching sports uninterrupted. Can't beat it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Mike in Carolina. Hey, guys. Yeah, they do get stuff right sometimes. Uh, You know, the Inquirer broke the John Edwards story, and nobody could believe it at first because it was in the Inquirer, but it turned out to be true. And give me another one. uh... I know that they got the John Edwards has a baby story. They were false when they went after Sarah Palin. It's, I mean, it's very hard for them to defend their record when they just keep going back to the John Edwards story. Hmm. Uh, Here's... um, Here's Greg in California, your manifest. Hey, buddies. Yeah. My wife makes me buy them at the grocery store, and I swear to you, it is more embarrassing for me to pick those up at the cash register than if I go through carrying a box of tampons for her. Uh, here's Dustin, your manifest. Dustin, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Fez, I was wondering, do you watch Showbiz tonight? No, I don't watch that show, no. Okay, because, I mean, that's free. It's nightly, and it's pretty much the same thing as Us Weekly. It's just updated night by night. There's like nine of those shows. How come you never watch any of them, Fez? Well, a lot of that stuff, it seems to be repeat. Uh, with, the, with the magazine, I can flip through and get to what Jennifer I want. Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt have been on the cover of that uh, magazine for four fucking years. I know. I've walked down the street every day, and it's... One or the other, and then the Goslings. Yeah, they started mm-hmm. to put she's up. there. She's having a baby, apparently. Who is Aniston? I walked past one of those yesterday in the Port Authority. Now, if you saw Jennifer Aniston's having a baby, right, you'd grab that one. Yeah, I would want to look and see what's going on there. But there's nothing going on there because she's not having a baby. 
Right, but I would still want to see who they're saying she's having a baby with. There was just an arrow pointing to her stomach. It said <laughs> oh, baby bu- bump. Yeah, the bump. But it could have just been baggy clothing. <laughs> she's not having a baby. <laughs> the latest bump is Kate Hudson's bump. Uh, Rich, Rich, you're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, I'm, a, I'm a mailman, and I've been one for 14 years now, and I've seen these things every week for 14 years. They all have the same articles. They all have the same pictures, every one of them. There's, there's nothing new in either one. Yeah. And now who's pregnant, Fez? Uh, Kate Hudson is supposedly pregnant with A-Rod's baby. Is this true, or is this one of your fantasy things? It, it's one of the rumors, so no, we don't know if this one's true or not. And they were supposedly uh, seen house hunting together. Again, true or no? We don't know. We just don't know at this point. But it, but they said they are. So how do you just not know? Because you never know. Like you know, like Dave said, it could be baggy clothing. It could be a bad photo of Kate Hudson. We don't know yet. But it's you know, there's the speculation. It's something to wonder about. What's gonna? What's coming up next? What's the next chapter? Is this true or not? It's like a soap opera. It's stay tuned and see. You wait for the next episode or the next edition. So I, it's something to just follow along with. Yes. So Kate uh, Hudson. Yeah. Now baby the, with A-Rod. Now this would be the world's... I think this would be the most famous baby. This would be the Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes baby. Because you are combining two worlds of fame. You got one of the most famous sports figures and a movie star. Whereas with Tomcat, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, you're just dealing in one world, really. Just the movies, just Hollywood. Uh, I don't even think it's close to the kind of fame that Tom Cruise has is 100% worldwide. A-Rod, you get him outside of some baseball cities, he's not known at all. I mean, A-Rod can go to a lot of places... Swim in the pool and not draw a crowd. Tom Cruise shows up in some small town and it makes the fucking, you know, front page of the paper the next day. Tom Cruise is a gigantic star. I think you have to be a really transcendent athlete to even come close to Tom Cruise, like an Ali or somebody. I think you got Tiger Woods is the only person yeah. as famous, maybe, as Tom Cruise. And uh, does Tiger Woods have kids? Yeah. Yeah. Are they as famous as Surrey Cruise? No. No. No, no, no. And Kate Hudson's not a big movie star. She's, well, she's not even, a, I don't even think, at Jennifer Aniston's level. She makes little romantic comedies. That is all she that does. That fail. <laughs> yeah. Fail miserably. Every time. What about if it was Jeter? Still no. Yeah, Jeter, a, a baseball player, is not as big as a big movie star. And Jeter is, like, marrying some uh, actress from Friday Night Lights and... I don't think, outside of Tiger, I don't think that we have a Michael Jordan-type sports star. Yet. And even I think Michael Jordan need, would have needed a big-time chick like a Julia Roberts. Because if you said Michael Jordan, Kate Hudson, I still don't think a lot of people would have cared about that baby. Well, the thing with Michael Jordan is he's known in the United States where Tom Cruise is known in fucking China. Yeah. You know? And plus, Tom Cruise had all that fucking hysteria around him. He's actually having a kid. And then, you know, dispelling any rumors or whatever, since other kids were adopted. Right. And then remember when he got engaged, they were going fucking crazy. Uh, he went on. Oh, by the way, Oprah going over to try to get the uh, the Olympics for Chicago. 
Who else is going? President of the United States. Who's not going? Where's Michael Jordan? Man's been in the fucking Olympics. He's the, you know, this is supposed to get something for Chicago. Pele is there, my friend. Pele is down there fucking pulling for Brazil. Where's Mike Jordan? Michael's got some, uh, he's got a, a man on uh, Michael Jordan's steakhouse, I guess, that night. It's got to be for Michael Jordan for him to care. <laughs> no, that's what, he's been criticized like that. He was criticized by Jim Brown. Jim Brown called Jordan. He just said he's, he's not feeling. Um, Maxim, Maxim, you're in my face. Yeah, Ronnie, I don't care about Kate Hudson's belly bump. I care about Kate Hudson's mound. Kate Hudson's, Kate Hudson's little mound. Very exciting. Mound may be the word of the day. See, I thought A-Rod's popularity or stock went up when he was uh, linked with Madonna. Like, I thought that put him, like, that would be an A-list couple there. Because of Madonna. Right, but I thought that improved him as being with Madonna made him more of a player. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just know that you you can't compare those people with the way Tom Cruise is fucking popular. People don't realize that Tom Cruise had like at least a hundred million dollar movie just about once a year for fucking twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, you just don't have a lot to compare to that. Whether you, and I'm not saying he's a uh, overly great actor, but he's a gigantic movie star. He is he he is the movie star possibly of the 1980s. And 90s, who would be bigger? period? Um, I mean, he's probably right in the running next. for all three decades. <laughs> you probably could take. He would be top five for all three decades. Well, I think, although Tom Hanks started in the 80s, in the 90s he kind of owned between Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan. Where is he now, though? Never noticed that? He looks kind of bumbling. He's he's narrating. He's doing some uh, voice work for Ken Burns, apparently. (laughs) He's on the Vinci Code. Bad news for Peter Coyote, who is doing the AFL fucking thing and (laughs) the National Parks at the same time. I watched both last night because the AFL's on Wednesdays. Yeah, the AFL one's great. I love it. It was all Namath last night, so I was really into it. Um, here's uh, Eugene. You're on a Fez. Hey, boys. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, Fezzy, according to your logic, is the Gwyneth Paltrow, Chris Martin babies more popular than the Tom Cruise baby? Yeah, Fez is looking for some kind of perfect storm mm-hmm. of fame, like it's got a mathematical thing. I don't think it does. You know, I don't think that you could sit around and... Like, there's no way that you can judge why this Britney is as famous as she is and why people keep buying stuff. The Tom Cruise thing also, you know, it was like such a weird, mysterious baby, too, you know. And and, and people had a problem with how he was acting when he jumped on Oprah's couch and shit. Well, then it's also a beautiful kid. No, I know. That kid is like the most photogenic kid you'll ever see. But I'm just like, you know, I mean, Julia Roberts could possibly compare to Tom Cruise. But then again, she has had kids, and people haven't gone that insane. But she's also not married to a, a star. I mean, he's at least married to Katie Holmes. There's really not, like, a lot of big-time Hollywood power couples out there. I guess the uh, I, then the only real comparison would be Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They're gigantic. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt was leaving here in New York with his kid who was on TV the other night. And it fucking looked like we were launching a goddamn rocket ship. And people walk around all the time in New York. I don't know why this fucking Brad Pitt wasn't allowed to leave his goddamn hotel. It was just tons of people. 
He had a little kid with him. Leave him the fuck alone. Uh, I was uh, walking down here now. Lady Gaga jumped out of the car this morning. No one gave a shit. <laughs> well, I just looked for, to see whether she had a little cock bulge. <laughs> I guess she's doing Saturday Night Live this week. Yeah. My mom thought she saw Danny DeVito yesterday at the mall, so she went up to him and to ask for a photo, and the guy said he wasn't Danny DeVito and was really insulted. Because I guess basically my mom insinuated he's kind of like a short, ugly guy. I thought the guy was being a prick. Like, you know, Danny DeVito's a star. You should be happy that you got compared, compared to DeVito. Mm. Dick. Uh, here is... Um... Let's go over here to uh, Reed. Reed, you're on my face. Yeah, I, I think uh, Will Smith is more box office gold than, than Tom Cruise is. Well, he might be right now, but I'm talking about over a 25-year period. Let's see if, and, you know, Will Smith's a gigantic star. Whatever he does is really big stuff. But let's see if he has the same fucking lasting power. It's really fucking tough to pull off. Just looking at his movies, he they were all gigantic. Risky Business to Top Gun, Color of Money, Rain Man, Born the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia. I mean, Mission Impossible 2. This is a gigantic fucking War of films. the Worlds. So that's from 83 to 2005. If you're going to say War of the Worlds was his last gigantic hit, because then it was Mission Impossible 3, Tropic Thunder, and Valkyrie. So that's 22 years. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Huge fucking run of hits. <laughs> Huge run of hits. And the weird thing about him, he almost looks the same. And I'm, I, I like Tom Cruise. I'm a fan. Well, you know, I was just watching, uh, it was on TV the other night, The Few Good Men. Yeah. It was a really good fucking scene. I mean, he did a really good job in that thing where Nicholson cracked. Yeah. I mean, he had to be able to go toe to toe with Jack. I mean, it's a little Hollywoodish, you know. It's just a. It's well, just no a one's little... ever going to yell out, "You're damn right, I did it <laughs> you know, in real life." Obviously, <laughs> but I like the film. And listen, when he did Magnolia, I was like, you know what, you're you're bona fide now. Uh, Curtis, Curtis, you're running fez. Hey, Ronnie, uh, talking a 20-year period and maybe name recognition and all that, I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger is big. Well, he was big, and as soon as his career died out, he went and became governor. But his career kind of had, you know, petered out him and Sylvester Stallone, Stallone a little bit before. It's really hard to hold it for a long, long time. A couple of decades is incredibly uh, impressive. Now, that doesn't mean that you're even doing good work. You know, you're just, it's really more about publicity and stuff. Um, let's go over here to, um, here's Walt. Walt, you're on Hey, uh, Ronnie, I, I just want to want, I just want to just a couple cents worth it. The whole thing with Tom Cruise and, um, uh, Will Smith, I mean, I'm down with the whole thing. You know, they're both really good actors and the whole thing, but really, the um, the fact that this country probably doesn't lean that heavy on a black actor. The uh, white I, actor I disagree. What's that? I, mean, th I disagree. I mean, there's times that you could actually say Will Smith was a, the biggest box office star. Eddie Murphy could have been considered the biggest box office star at different times of his, his career. Maybe Denzel had a, a year like that. So...
you know, The Rock is uh, becoming a big action star. Probably you can't name too many young action stars. And by young, no. I mean under fifty. Right. And The Rock has got to be considered in there. I don't think um, we're very prejudiced when it comes to our comedy. White people have always been uh, open to black comedy. Entertainment in general, I would say. I mean, even Entertainment singers. in general, but uh, I'm just talking about in terms of yeah. films. They might not always go for the dramatic actor. Um, if you look at what Denzel did, it's probably more impressive to not be kind of trying to make everybody laugh and have them identify with you, you know, to have them identify with you in a dramatic part. Not an easy thing to to pull off. So you could say maybe in some terms it's what Denzel did was a little more impressive than some of the others. But Will Smith will do dramatic roles and people show up for it. They'll do comedic roles. People will show up. Uh, here is uh, Rob. Rob, you're on the Run of Fez show. How about uh, um, Harrison from uh, Fort Harrison? Harrison Ford for the uh, Ford. Stuff. Yeah, Harrison Ford has to be there. He got... Uh, his uh, Paul's in a couple of, uh, what, three big franchises? Yeah. Yep. I mean, with the Jack Ryans, I think, are the last big action movies that he made. You know? And then since then, he really hasn't been on the on the map, really. Well, Except he's older. Indy, you, know. you know, he's in the 60s. He's an, he's an older guy. Yeah. It's real tough to pull off. And he kind of got a late start. He was like 30 when, by the time, you know, Star Wars had come out. Yeah, but what a wave he caught there. I mean, nothing else mattered. Yeah. I mean, to be able to pull off three Star Wars, and then, oh, they want to use you again for three more gigantic films. <laughs> he was pretty fucking set. Then he got a, you know, a few things in between, too, like The Fugitive and Air Force One, which were gigantic for him, too, that right. he was able to pepper well, he, in there. He was a little, literally was a star. He literally was a star. Um, here's Kyle. Kyle, you're on my What's up, buddy? Anybody say Samuel L. Jackson? He's been in like 7,000 movies in the last five years. Yeah, he does a lot of films. Eric in Virginia, you're on my fuzz. Uh, BAC 2406, buddy. What I got to do for you? So, I mean, Fez, he's talking about, you know, you got a super big star, a sports star, and someone from another world. What about uh, Beckham was the biggest uh, soccer player in the world, and Posh was a huge uh, music star, and does anyone really care about their kids? No, their kids can pretty much um, go out to lunch, at least in this country. But again, when you bring up A-Rod, nowhere mm -hmm. com close to name recognition is what David Beckham has. Not even on mm -hmm. a fucking scale. Um, Ron in Georgia, you're Ron Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, I was just calling about that last guy who called up about the uh, black actors. The thing is, there'll never be a black Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise like the heartthrob. Yeah, a black guy might have a good movie, but America would never accept a black guy. You'll never find teenage girls with posters of Will Smith in their room like you will a Brad Pitt. They're just not ready to accept. A All black right, let's man really let's that. take you know, uh, let's take that into account because. People forget this. Teenage girls had plenty of pictures of Michael Jackson in their rooms. Yeah, but I, Michael Jackson wasn't a sex symbol. Yeah, that's he might have been to teenage girls, to little girls at the time. Uh, and I'm talking about in the 80s. Has there ever been the crossover black heartthrob cr crossover with white audiences? Um, 
Because you could look at, you know, like a city portier well, and stuff like one. that. I, I believe Denzel was definitely a sex symbol. I know for a fact that, like, people from, like, girls in college that I went with all the way up to my mom was like, man, that Denzel is fucking handsome. And people feel that way about Will Smith. I don't know whether you put him, but that makes you a teen heartthrob, though. Teen heartthrob? I mean... There's like Usher is a teen heartthrob who white girls, right. little white girls love Usher. And that's what, him. I mean, you know, Michael Jackson used to be in the teen fucking magazines in the 70s and 80s. So I don't know whether I agree with the guy. Maybe Bobby Brown, too, in younger days. Yeah, I think teen. All right, outside girls. of my prerogative, what did he do? <laughs> uh, well, the stuff with New Edition. Yeah, what was it? Oh, wasn't there some sort of angel thing or something? I don't, I don't know. know. Humping around. <laughs> Everybody's humping around. <laughs> Worst song ever. Um, let's go over here to Bill. Bill, you're on my fez. Big ass twenty nine eight seventy five, my National East champion, buddy. What are you gonna do for you? How about one Eddie Murphy, huge in the eighties, and uh, now he's making his uh, dog shit movies in uh, this millennium, and he's uh, still kicking ass. Still uh, draws. Still big draw. All right, we'll take a break here. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Twitterverse because you can't believe everything you're reading on the Twitters now. It's the Ron Fez Show. I shouldn't be. It's tonight, right? Better be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut and I'm just going to pee in her butt. show well 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 look who just walked in my studio the kids the special delivery kids well i've been here big uh, show planned saturday night yeah big surprise show is this two live shows in a row yeah i guess it is weren't you on last week no maybe two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago two weeks ago two weeks ago very successful show according to rob cross our last live gig it was the last live gig? Show. I'm sorry. Yeah, you call every fucking show a gig. I used the wrong terminology. Yeah. We have a gig this weekend. Nice. Uh, what what future plans do he have for you? Has he come up with anything yet? Well, we're looking at a time slot on the weekends mm-hmm. that would be just for special delivery. Not Saturday Night Virus, just a special delivery time slot at this time on Saturdays. Why don't you do the half-hour fill-in between O&A and Ron Fez every day? That way we'd have live radio. We would love to do that as well. Yeah, we yeah. would. We really would. And drop the stupid Saturday night thing. Yeah. Just drop it. Well, we'd I, be happy to do that. We would love to do that, too. But usually O&A end up not taking enough breaks, and the half-hour is five minutes of, of worst of, and then all commercials. I like the way you're ripping them. Good. Pick out the big dogs. Seriously, pick out. Seriously, this is such a smart thing to do. Pick out an established show and treat them like they're dinosaurs. I love where you. You kids 
are coming at us. You got your hats on sideways. <laughs> you're, wearing, you're riding skateboards. You got baggy pants. I love what you're we doing. We do things differently, Ron. Yeah, I know. It's we new got blood. no rules, man. And the cradle will rock. I'm very familiar with it. They just have a different break schedule. It Here's what a... you have to understand. Our show, Fez throws up every single break now. <laughs> we are having our last gasp. Really? Fez and I are talking about, is this even worth it anymore? He's dying. Well, here's the deal. This gives opportunity for kids like yourself that you you want it, you're after it, you still get excited of stuff like, hey, Queen Latifah's in the building. That still makes you happy. Oh, yeah, That's man. That's exciting. I got the Twitio all ready to go. You're not going to be all fucking like me, like, no, I don't want to talk to Victoria Gotti. <laughs> she was just on order yesterday for an hour. <laughs> Special delivery would have been all about Gotti Hotties. I know. I mean, if, yeah, if she wants to come on on Saturday, yeah. she can come back. Bring it. See, that's the problem with me. I'm fucking jaded with it all. Yeah. I, we, we love the celebs still. Oh, but yeah. You Special like, delivery. Uh, having them even twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we only got one celebrity ever. It was Billy Mitchell. Right. And we've since called him about two or three times because he's the only celeb who will do our show. Right. I mean, Ron's called, which has been nice. I really I didn't feel like you took it that way. And when I called you, I thought I was calling Big Kev's. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't help. Which I guess he's not doing live from the compound anymore. No. That he, went bad. That went very bad. Because when I hung up with you guys, I called Big Kev and asked him about you guys. <laughs> and I really, I thought it was more like one of my all-time greatest Saturday nights. And, um, Imagine if you had been listening to both shows, too, how awesome that would have been. I believe everyone was, because there's no way to choose. Um... So everything went bad with Big Kev that night after I... Yeah, it didn't go well at all. I mean, it, it disappeared from the compound archives very quickly. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was very fortunate to see it. He because... literally got mad and took his toys home. Yes. What happened exactly? Well, I guess Aunt, Big Kev was doing his geek stuff show from the compound. Mm -hmm. So he did like an hour or so, or I don't know, however long it was. And then towards the end, Aunt and Danny were up in the backyard on the laptop. And they turned on the webcam on the laptop and started bleeding into his show. Yeah, now wouldn't that be considered a great thing to happen yeah. during your show? I mean, Anthony yeah. from the Opie and Anthony show is all of a sudden on your show. That's fun. He's on geek stuff. Unfortunately, they were shouting into a laptop micro microphone so you couldn't understand anything they were saying. It doesn't and when, matter. When you did figure it out, you realized they were just making fun of comic books and action figures. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the point of comic books and action figures to make fun of it? Are you part of that world? Because I know you like the wrestling. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm, I'm a wrestling geek, but I'm not a comic book guy. Just wrestling 24-7. Yeah, I do all the wrestling action figures and magazines and all that stuff, but no comic books. Dave, do, would you consider that you geek to anything? Uh, I would with Star Wars. That's the only geek thing I have. And, would but, you show up at a comic book thing if you could meet some of the Star yeah, Wars people? Fuck yeah. Like if, okay. if I could meet Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca. Well, you can. He's a, <laughs> even the smallest possible ones. I would love to then. He's but, the tall guy. But I, well, I, kind of, as he's the stooped over tall guy. Oh, so yeah. You still look you eye to eye now. I only want to go do like Star Wars things, though. I don't want to be around other people who are into, you know, different, you know, uh, Aquaman or Fantastic Four. I don't. My want to... thing is, I'll show up anything for Flash Forward because I want to be there <laughs> early, and I'm collecting a lot of Flash oh, Forward tonight, stuff. 
Oh, well, tonight. That's part of tonight's uh, yep. lineup. And I think it's on in, in early time at 8 o'clock, so you better be prepared for Flash Forward. It's an yeah, hour I'll, I'll be prepared to TiVo everything. Sounds <laughs> like they're <laughs> setting back the clocks. Fuzzy, I'm curious. Why do you only have to throw up at the commercial? Well, I'm holding it. I'm feeling it throughout the thing and I, uh, throughout the segment, and then I'm like, I go and I, uh, it feels like I have to do it the whole time. Yeah. But it's like I try to hold it till we go to commercial, and then I'm afraid that, you know, so then I go. It's like then it's like once the commercial's there, there's like this thing where it's like it, then it feels like it needs to erupt, like it's settled out enough to what throw up. Say? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I just felt like a bad doctor listening <laughs> to an old lady. A bad doctor is what Fez has. I don't know why these people. Take so long? Yeah, he's obviously in pain. Schedule him. <laughs> don't do that. See, I know he's not sick if that doesn't make him throw up. It's bullshit. Someone's saying, Dave, I, yeah, I throw up every day. Dave, I'll come in two weeks from now. <laughs> Put some snot in your mouth and see if that makes him go. please. Some snot in my mouth? Yeah. Oh, like, no. pick my nose no, and put yeah. it in my mouth? Oh. <laughs> See, he's not sick. He's definitely not sick. <laughs> How's that taste, though, Dave? It tastes pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a nice little salty thing. Mm. Oh. I got lots of mucus, Fez. That's why I clear my throat so much, as Chris Stanley said. Chris Stanley. <laughs> what are you eating over there, Chris? What are you having? Pretzel rod. Oh, nice. Jeff in uh, New Orleans. You're on Fez. How's it going? Dave, I met... Uh... I met Peter Mayhew, big prick, tall as he's as big as a prick. He's a big, big as, a as he's a prick as he's six inches. He is. He's as short as a jerk off. <laughs> uh, you know, first of all, whether he's a prick or not doesn't matter. The guy has to stand in a fucking dog suit for thirty some years. That's weird. People say dog with Chewy because I always picture him more of a monkey species than dog. But I've gotten to arguments a lot of times where people say dog. I, 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 I say, always thought it was man and his dog. I see monkey. It's a dog nose. If you look at Chewbacca's face, it looks like a dog nose. But he has limbs. He has arms. You know, it's and the, the sounds you know. he makes are more dog-like than monkey-like. Oh, I don't know about that. He howls. I don't know about that though. See if they'll give you some background whether he's part dog. Well, I mean, he is well, a Well, he's Wookie. definitely not a monkey body. Not that it's a dog body, but his hair grows like a dog. He's a I, long I'm hair. I'm saying what Fez is saying about a dog nose. What about his mouth, his eyes? He's, he, uh, dogs have a very specific oh, wait, by the structure way, to their first face. First of all, uh, this is, we got to do a Twitter this today. Do you trying to whistle? And look how much Dave looks like a dog trying to whistle with his beard. See how doggy yeah. he gets? It's very dog-looking. I don't know what you're doing, but it dogs up your face a little bit in that beard. That's how I whistle. I, I, I try and concentrate. It's very difficult for me to whistle. It's a lot of blowing. Yeah, well, that's what you got to do if you want to be a big whistler. If I want to blow out birthday candles, I just whistle Here's it too. Here's the other important story. You guys are getting a lot of heat on you right now as the weekend gods. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the way that's it's people been going. Saying. But what happened to Weird Medicine, Dr. Steve? Dr. Steve gets to be our uh, our replacement. So I guess since we're not on at midnight this weekend, they'll throw Dr. Steve on. When are we going to sign Dr. Steve full-time here? Isn't it, Shouldn't there be some talk about this? I would love to sign Dr. Steve. He's got a wonderful program. I mean, after we get special Who delivery, all signed up. Yeah. Who makes the decision? Probably, yeah. Certainly not us. Yeah. I think that's, you know. If you no. had to guess. 
Are you hearing any rumors? I would say uh, it was a cross between bladder and cross. <laughs> or it's a bladder between cross and bladder. It's a cross bladder. <laughs> but, you know, he's got to do a little bit of improving before he's on the special delivery. Danny, what's for Jenny? You're on a fez. Dave, I can clear up the whole monkey dog situation. Have you seen Spaceballs? Yeah, of course. Okay, he's a dog. He was a dog, but that was, uh, you know, I can't go by a Mel Brooks movie. It w- then y- Yoda would have been if made out of yogurt. Wanna, if we want to <laughs> talk geek, let's go to a guy who understands the geek culture, Photoshop Mike. Hello, Mike. Hey, what's up? What's going on? What but, do you yeah, say? The, the whole thing with um, Star Wars is, is, a, is a really uh, great parallel with The Wizard of Oz, you know, with uh, the Tin Man and 3PO and, and Chewie with Toto. So, I mean, it's kind of a weird little thing. People do say... No. Who, who hasn't Lucas ripped off? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go back, he, he, does, he does take a lot from a lot of the older Japanese... All right, um, so... Kurosawa and Lord of the Rings. Chewie would be Toto. The Tin Man is R2. Who's the Scarecrow? I don't... Well, I mean, it doesn't follow exactly. I mean... I uh, think so, Luke. I, I think Tin Man would be 3PO. The Cowardly Lion would be Chewie. Because Chew- remember how many times Chewie's scared? Remember in the, when they're in the Death Star and he's afraid of the that little sea monster? Hey, what is he, a pussy? So <laughs> he would be Cowardly Lion. Scarecrow would be... And Han Leia. Solo needs a brain? He's the well, Scarecrow? No, Le- Leia's the Dorothy character, I imagine. Leia's Dorothy. I well, then who would Luke Skywalker would be? See, I thought Luke was Dorothy because he... Left his home. Oh, yeah, but you guys always want to think a guy is Dorothy. <laughs> it's got to be a girl. Yeah, it would be Princess Leia. No, Fez has got a point. If you look at it, it starts out like it's Kansas. His shitty fucking house. He's in Kansas, and then what happens? He's somewhere over the rainbow. Everything has changed for him. He's dreaming about getting away from his farm. Yeah. Right. Even though it's a moisture farm, we grow no, dew. Right. It's exactly the same opening. With his aunt and uncle? Oh, yeah. His aunt, aunt and Peru. uncle who later get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I like how... All right, so the Wicked Witch yeah. is Vader. Right. Who would the wizard be? Obi-Wan? Have Obi-Wan be. could be the thing, and, and it's really the Force is what it's all about, so Obi-Wan. And I yeah. remember at that one point when they got out of the compactor, and Leah goes, we're out of the woods, we're out of the dark, and they all started... <laughs> The fucking no. head, and how exciting it was. <laughs> um, that wizard is just a crazy old hermit. Uh, Mike, what are you coming in to talk about your zombie stuff? Whenever you guys want us. Are you trying to put together a full zombie themed day? Um, well, whatever you guys are open for, I could certainly go with that. Definitely, I'd love to. Uh, Hexy on zombie theme day. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, talking with some people for some special guests to come in. I'm just waiting back from their people. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Mike. Awesome, thanks, man. See, See you later. Bye. Oh, and yeah. Mike, you got. A date this Friday, or was that last Friday? Tomorrow. Big date for Photoshop wow. Mike. Congrats. Who is it? Uh, she's a non-board member. Is, a, a, is it a nice girl or a bad girl? No, it's, it's a nice girl. Well, you know, nice and bad, I, I think. But uh, for, we've been talking for a while. She's like a very sweet girl. Best of luck to you. Check in with hey, us, all right? I certainly I like will. I hear about it. I like to just uh, marry off all my lonely guys. One after <laughs> another, I'm trying to hook them up with people. I'd like to know who he's going out with. I know you would because you, you're fucking head of Hopper. You're constantly trying to find <laughs> out the gossip. See, R2-D2 seems like he would be Toto. Here's yeah. Joel in Pennsylvania. Hey, guys. Uh, George Lucas said that he uh, got the inspiration for Chewie 
from his Siberian Husky Indy. So that's basically what it was, a, a big freaking sidekick for Han Solo, which he modeled after his dog. Uh, hmm. Mark, what do you got for me, buddy? Yoda, that's the wizard. It's not Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, you know, I mean... You're really only part. going by the first episode. Yeah, we were going by uh, yeah. A New Hope, episode four. Which, let's face it, there never should have been a second and a third. <laughs> And oh. that would have been remembered as a great fucking movie. Empire is worth remembering. Empire is the best one of all six movies. I know. You know why you say that? Why? Because every one of you fucks say the same thing. No, but it is. It means, you know. Oh, that me oh now you've convinced me. <laughs> it's got more adult themes. It's darker. It's, 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 uh, more, it's more complicated. There's uh -huh. a r romance. Every fucking week you realize you bring up the same things. The same exact thing. Well, wait, we were talking about Star Wars. But you I do didn't... this constantly. Well, you want to try to convince everybody what every geek agrees with. What are the adult themes in Empire Strikes Back? Why don't you come in here every week and be like this? You know the Earth's fucking revolving around the sun, don't you? <laughs> Maybe I will. I don't... That, what are you guys going to be doing on Saturday night? We might be doing that Earth revolves around the sun thing. I'm not sure because we just found out about it. Can I this tell you thing. something? I'd like to see you come in here and finger each other's assholes for three No, we're hours. not doing That's it. not it. We can't. No. Why not? Be on the edge. Be a little fucking edgy. Would, that would involve penetration, though, which is a no-no. Maybe if he brings his girlfriend. Even in the studio? Even in the studio. No penetration. Give me some uh, serious gossip. You seem to know what's going on. Stanley T. from the morning mashup? Mm, don't know him, but go ahead. He's the big black guy, the big tall one? Mm, can't help you. He had a TV <laughs> oh. show in Philadelphia, and he was in the Motown Philly video, the Boys to Men music video. Fantastic. Great song. Yeah. Motown like a, Philly. He used to be famous in Philly. Oh. That's the gossip. I love it. I'm only going to call you in for Give us some of the O&A show gossip. Well, um, there was a blow-up at management this morning what on the air. What happened? Because... Uh, they got word, Opie and Anthony got word that in one of our meetings, management suggested that replay, the word replay, not be used for the replay of the show because it has negative connotation right. and that it be called an encore. Um, to which Opie and Anthony said, we're going to call it four hours of shit that you already heard. <laughs> mm, so see. we made a promo which called, you know, four hours of shit that you already heard and it was not approved by management to be put on the air, which I don't know how Opie and Anthony got the message, but apparently they got the message wrong because they were told that management didn't want the four hours of shit part on, and what management told me was that they just wanted a Norton drop, so Norton was saying it, not Steve C. Hmm. So it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, but that means there may be some people on the ONA staff trying to sabotage management. Who would that be? I don't know, but this game... I know Derek was told by management, so maybe Derek told Travis, told Danny, told Ant. I don't know. I don't know what the chain here is. But this is like a toxic game of telephone. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So who's the person in management that uh, is going to get to the bottom of it? Is it going to be Cross or Bladder? Well, I mean, I guess Bladder is on his honeymoon, hmm. so it'll be Cross. Interesting. When does Bladder return? Two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. From Monday. I had a child that came back in five days. You're a, you're, you're a hard worker, though. You, yeah, you, you love this thing. He came back for two days and then left for another five. <laughs> oh.
And then two days, another five. We had to hear the same bullshit story. My kid can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> now he's paralyzed. <laughs> oh, yeah, those he's are blind. Right, documented. And yet you also called it your honeymoon. Those are documented <laughs> illnesses. It's going to be a big show on Saturday. Now, on the LNA show, yeah. I've been listening for years and I can't tell. Who's the gay one? There's no, I can never... there's no gay uh, on the Opie and Anthony show. Opie, Anthony, and Jim are all heterosexuals. It's odd. Yeah, no, that it's just is weird. Totally all uh, heterosexual. Well, you know hosts. what? Freaky radio. What are you going to tell? They're probably Some making people... a mistake. <laughs> they're breaking yeah. rules over there, I guess. Yeah. You know what? They're making rules and then breaking them. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I mean, Steve C is sort of gay. Yeah, sort of. But... He sort of makes hundred percent. Yeah, there's yeah. no such thing as four percent. He yeah. fucks men. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's the worst thing you can say about another man. <laughs> that's the most disgusting thing you can say about another man. No, um, it's just a natural fact. I was looking up uh, things uh, here on AIDS. What you know, some of the symptoms. Have you ever re- read this, Fez? No. It's uh, loss of eyebrows and then throw up at every commercial break. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> boy. Oh, wow. That was just, that's a broad AIDS description? I mean, some people don't have radio shows. We're out of the woods, we're out of the dark. No, I, every gay guy has a radio show. <laughs> I saw, um... One, I like getting uh, inside gossip, though. Yeah? Yeah. Al-Q Al- is friends with me again. The, the morning guys on Al-Q... You they, weren't for a while? No, when we first got here, they didn't like me, because the first day we were here, I tried to interview them while yeah. they were trying to get back on the air. Bothered him, and that that really bugged him. But then, I hear you guys have a reputation for bothering people in the uh, studio. I mean, in the hallway. Yeah. Oh, with Bobo. Yeah. Yeah. We sat Bobo outside. He's banned. Bobo, uh, our you know little retard who comes in, he's been banned. As has intern David, because he's really retarded. I don't think he's really retarded. He's just he's bad I socially. He's- I think he's he's retarded. He has terrible communication skills, but he's he has very good retention. His memory is very good. Um, look who it is. It's uh, Lester. Lester, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie B. What's going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, being you got Sam on there, I was gonna want to tell him that on Cougar Town last night, Courtney Cox's son on the show is using his line. What's the haps? Yeah, and he also uses the name Sam. His what? name is yeah. Sam on there. <laughs> That's thievery. Um, have you guys seen Cougar Town yet? I have not seen Cougar Town. I, I'd say watch it quick because it's going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a little try last night. So uh, tell me what you guys think a cougar is. I would say a cougar is a woman over 45 who likes to date younger men. 50 plus, still attractive. I think you could go as young as 38 for a cougar if she's dating people under 25. But she has to be a predator, right? She's stalking young men. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this one, she has a 10-date rule before she'll fuck and slaps the guy's hands away. That's not a cougar. And it's not a fucking cougar. The cougar has to have it. This is weird. Look up there right now. The The Wizard of Oz is being sung. Just as we were talking about, that's the one with Jennifer Hudson, who, why is she wearing leather pants? That's never going to work for you, biggins. I think those are the legs. Oh, that's oh, a wow. racist oh, that statement. Is, that's a racist that's statement. Ugly. You, you know what? You skip a puke for what you've done today. <laughs> what you've done in here, you're going to skip a puke. Uh, would you guys like to get a uh, wrestling um, fantasy league started? Oh, yeah. 
good. You take off your pants, you roll around together. <laughs> no, that's, that's... You really, no, it's too late. You already said, yeah, you want to do <laughs> no, it. No, I don't know. Part of it. It's draft day. Uh, what else is what else is happening to Ant? I haven't seen Ant in a while. Ant, well, Anthony leaves quickly after the show. I noticed when I was doing the unmask the other day, he went by like a shot. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I'm sitting there doing the show. It looked like he was shot out of a gun. Yeah, he mm. actually left Kevin Smith in here by himself today and left with with our guest still just kind of sitting in here signing some of Erock's books. Kevin Smith has done your show enough times that Erocks doesn't need any more shit signed. <laughs> he, got, he got a dozen things, literally probably 12 things signed by Kevin Smith today, enough that it would give you a cramp. Yeah. By the way, when I did the Unmasked, it was the same time as you guys were on, and uh, I'm just about to start it. Erocks shows up and goes like this. We're going to have damn weight on today. <laughs> All right, that's great. Great, that's great dude. I'm Master Jimmy Fallon. That's going to air this weekend on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy, Sirius 104, XM 150, Saturday night at 8 o'clock in the East. Wow, this is weird. Straight up against special delivery. Oh, no. I'm going to need you guys to go dead air for an hour. <laughs> All right. I mean, maybe they could get some kind of headphone splitter or, or, or like two devices. They could listen to we both. We could play it and then do like a DVD commentary under it. That'd be great. You would like? Would you like yeah, I would that? Love that. Yeah. And since Sam wasn't there, I could be like, well, what you're not hearing or seeing, <laughs> Sam, is this is where Jimmy straightened his tie. That would be very interesting to me. Yeah. Jimmy thinks Ron's trying to shake his hand when he's just, <laughs> I stretched out like yeah. that and he reached over to shake my <laughs> hand. And Did you here's shake Jimmy it? running his hands through his it's hair. <laughs> uh, here is uh, John. John, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, uh, first off, I want to say that uh, Sam and Dave show on the weekend, man, it's a great, great show. Everybody it is. It's popping. Thank As you. the kids are saying, it's cracking. <laughs> hey, Ronnie B., I want to know why it is that society looks at it this way when an older woman dates a younger guy, she's a cougar. But if an older guy tries to date a younger woman, he's just a creep. Well, let's face it. Um, guys date younger, uh, and that's accepted. I think the cougar thing is, the fact that it even has a name like that, I think it's still considered creepy. Uh, and this is like some kind of women, you know, women coming back. And uh, a friend of mine was telling me one day, I really like the Demi Moore thing, she's saying. Because this is like girl power. I'm like, what's girl power? Well, you know that she's getting this younger guy. I guess she's Demi Moore. She could get any fucking guy on the planet. Don't start comparing yourself. There's not a fucking person of any age yeah. that wouldn't fucking want to sleep with Demi Moore. Just to, mainly to put it where Bruce Willis's dick was before. <laughs> and girl power is, should have only been used by the Spice Girls. That's not really a current Which phrase. One, or the Girl Scouts. I would have said sporty. Did they ever say that? I think so. I think at one point. Well, I was, uh, you know, to try to get even with my sisters, I was a sunflower uh, girl for a couple of years. <laughs> I had to go around and sell the cookies. That was you? Yeah. It was fucked up. <laughs> it was, I looked like a fucking asshole. But, you know, my brother Greg talked me into it, and we were going to get even with my sisters. Yeah. I think that was Peter Brady. I wasn't allowed in the Cub Scouts after the second meeting because I lit uh, something fire. on fire. Yeah. Oh, what you light? You're on fire? It was like a manual of how to light, light stuff on fire. Are you lit the manual on fire as a joke? <laughs> yeah. My mom was a den mother. Was she? Yep. 
It sucked because all my friends then during school could come in in their Cub Scout uniforms and I wasn't allowed to put it on because I was excommunicated from that fucking little thing. Did you go on from Cub Scouts or just... Uh, no, I, I, after Weeblos, I was done. I wouldn't even join the Weeblos. That's like, fucking life is hard enough, hard enough without being called Weeblos. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth and fifth grade, that's Weeblo territory. So yeah. after that, I was done. I had all the belt loops and patches and pins you could want. <laughs> my uh, dead mother... Uh, went home one night, poured gasoline on herself, and lit herself on fire. What? Yeah. She burned herself up. Jesus. That's not good. And um, they didn't tell us exactly. Like, we had to hear it. They said that she died. And we're like, what? <laughs> you know, like, like, you're not, like, you're nine. And you have to hear something like that. Was she protesting, like, Vietnam or? No. This was just, I'm going to go out, literally in a blaze of glory. Apparently, her and her husband had been having some trouble, and she wanted to, uh, you know, make him suffer with the details of this. Holy mackerel. But, I mean, um, I get ticked off at the old uh, I'll never forget, my, my fucking dad said to me, he goes, you kids satisfied now? <laughs> you're running around, and you're cursing, and you won't fucking do anything. I go, wow. That always comes back to cursing. But I have to admit, even to this day, that still kind of freaks me out a little bit, just thinking about it. It would have to. Oh. Yeah, I would think so. I knew a and, person who yeah, lit themselves on fire. And wanting to make someone else suffer, I guess, is one thing. But you're really going to suffer yourself in doing this to the other person. I think only getting buried alive would be worse than getting burned. Oh, I can't think about any of those. I oh. wouldn't mind getting buried alive. I, just, I would just take a nap and then let, let the earth crush me. No, I, I'd you, be fine with it. I'd rather do that than the burning. It's fine. I'll go to sleep. You'd relax. You just yeah. say, I'm going to catch a few Z's. <laughs> I'm in the coffin. Well, I'm not going anywhere. Might as well sleep. Sleep it off. No, but I do want to, like, if I ever know I'm going to die, shoot myself in the head in front of everyone. Why, <laughs> Why? do you do that here on the show? <laughs> I was thinking about it. Or, you know, I'm thinking about it. Uh, Sam, when are you getting married? Uh, I don't have any plans to get married right now. You live um, with your chick, right? Hmm? You live with your chick? Yeah. Oh, we've been living together for like over two years. So what's the problem with getting married? Uh, I don't have the finances to cover a wedding and a, a ring. Enough for the big wedding. That's, Who gives a shit? Yeah, and that's your parents anyway. Seriously, the wedding is for fucking ham and eggers. It shouldn't be done. Go we'll to marry rock. you down at fucking Hard Rock. Like, <laughs> marry you like you're a couple animals. Yeah, that works out well. You can get a Fidelity Diamond and everything. Seriously. I mean, let's I just... Do, seriously, let's do it at the Hard Rock. I, well, I would be your best man, wouldn't I, at this point? If you we did it at any, the Hard you, Rock? You don't have any real Do yourself friends. a fucking favor and use Opie. <laughs> yeah. Don't use him. It's a better toast, too. Yeah, I'd say Opie beats out Eastside Davis. Best men have to be on the same level. I mean, that Opie is being so above. What are you going to give him for a fucking thing? A belt? I'll give him 25 bucks. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. No, Opie, I forgot Opie. there's a gift and things involved. Opie's the best yeah, man. Opie will probably come through with 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I'm still in the party then, at least. You seriously want to do this at the Hard Rock? I'd love to, Sam. I mean, I don't have any plans right now, but if I do, I will... Uh, consider that offer i don't have any any proposal plans in the near future so it looks like we're getting married at the hard drive <laughs> november 1st i don't know we'll get let's it do it quick <laughs> get a hold of johnny one month yeah i don't know if it'll all all the details will get to be hammered out by then we can work on the details we already have a blueprint 
Let me ask you this. What U2 song do you guys want to dance to? I don't know if we'll do U2. Neither of us. That's good. Angels of Harlem. I love that song. Yeah. And then we could put maybe uh, Sam's girlfriend in blackface. I mean, why would you? Harlem. Yeah, that was... Make her uh, parents cry. Yesterday's big uh, Twitter winner, Danny Moody from Colorado. Oh. Danny Moody. Twitter of the day. Twitter yeah. winner of the day. Uh, here's what he bet. Here's what he guessed. The movie Ron saw after the show yesterday. Fez, what, what's your guess? I would say The Informant. Informant. No. Informant. Top Gun. I went to the movies, idiot. <laughs> um, meatballs. Chances of meatballs and it being cloudy outside. Whatever that. Cloudy with a chance yeah, of meatballs. That's the kind of fucking things I want to go. By the way, uh, G-Baby saw that. Yeah. In 3D. Said it was gorgeous. Gave it a B plus. Oh. Gave it a B plus. That's good. Uh, I saw the informant. Saw the was informant. it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good. So, <laughs> lead actor, terrific. Can't see enough. The story is so fucking paranoid. It starts to make you crazy. <laughs> he's so stupid that he's making me nuts. I'm yelling, like, "Come on, motherfucker, get your shit together." Does it have? Is it similar to Burn After Reading? Because I almost got the same vibe. I felt the same way when I was looking uh, at the trailers. Yeah, kind of burn after reading, like stupid people trying to do things. That's what I thought. Um, here's Chris, the movie guy. Chris, you're on my face. Actually, it's Kent, the movie guy. And, uh, Ronnie, I know you've been really interested in Avatar and everything. And uh, I'm at a film festival down here in Austin, and they showed us 20 minutes of it last night with some brand-new footage, and the executive producer of the film uh, presented it. I have to say, it's everything you'd want it to be. It was absolutely fantastic. Now, did you see it in 3D? Yeah, we saw it in 3D. The, I think it was a 2000K uh, or 2K projection of it and just looked amazing. Um, when's the movie coming out? Uh, it comes out in December, I believe. Okay. Long December. Cue uh, it. Cue the Counting Crows. Long December. That's when the <laughs> film's coming out. That should be their opening fucking title, <laughs> Chuck, is what I would do. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, and I don't even like these kind of movies. Yeah, it's too weird for me. I don't. I don't have any feelings on it one way or the other. I don't. I don't. You gotta give James Cameron a break, though. He's given us some joy over the years. Yeah, I mean, I'll see. I guess I'll see it for his sake, but yeah, I, I don't, don't actually here's want. Here's the opening to. theme. Hi, I'm James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> this year, let's make it a long December of fun. <laughs> I'm there, James. What's your favorite James Cameron movie? Terminator 2. 2? Yeah. Has he? A Terminator. 1. Yeah. Mm. Aliens. I'm feel. Terminator 2. I'm going to go with Eastside Dave on this. Sure you will. You guys fucking stick together like P, P B, and J. We're pretty it's, much it's, best it's friends. friends. Yeah. yeah, sure. It is the best of his films, though, I thought. Where are you guys putting your skateboards right now and your fucking tilted hats? Uh, we put our skateboards by the fruit roll-up stash yeah. is it, is that it, we have. And we all have our Game Boys over there, too. Why don't you have an energy drink? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to. <laughs> we drink Monster. <laughs> sure, why wouldn't you? Let's listen to some rap now. Actually, you really do like rap. So as you <laughs> said, uh, you got a new bit today? Yes, this is about uh, Captain Sully, who, of course, put the U.S. Airways plane in the Hudson back at the beginning of this year. And he was flying again. So what I'd like to do now, he uh, actually took to the uh, cockpit once for the first time since putting the plane in the Hudson. So acting as the prosecution, I'd like to present 
the case against Captain Scully flying again. Point one. Bird preoccupation. The man almost gets taken out by a couple of geese. You think he's not going to be looking over his shoulder everywhere for birds? He looks out the window in the morning, sees a sparrow out on the driveway. He's going to start to panic. He's already thinking it's a bad day. This is an unknown element with Captain Scully. If they serve chicken on board, is he going to freak out? Seen poultry? He was almost killed by poultry. Geese. In the middle of a flight, it starts raining. Is he going to call to the tower? We're being hit by thousands of little water birds. We don't know how he's going to react. We could have an in-flight freakout. Until birds are out of the equation, Sully should have stayed grounded. Point two, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Now it's just too easy to put a plane in the Hudson River. How do we know this isn't going to be his answer to everything? Sure, it was a good choice back in January, but is it the right decision in every crisis? Sully's an old traditional guy, we know that. He finds something that works, he's going to stick with it. Bird strike, put it in the Hudson. Problem with landing gear, put it in the Hudson. The coffee's too hot, put it in the Hudson. Let's face it, that's what the man does in in an emergency. That's what we know about him. There's no telling that if someone brings on too many carry-ons, he's not going to start preparing for a water landing. Again, an unknown element. And can I remind everyone here in this court of public opinion, there's not always going to be a large river available should Captain Water Wings decide to put her down. And finally, point number three, the 2000 film Final Destination. Did no one see this? When you cheat death on a plane, death gets pissed off and keeps coming for you. Sully got his free pass. How many times can this guy keep dodging the Grim Reaper? He survived an air disaster. He's not going to keep doing it. Don't believe me? Ask DJAM. Oh, wait. You can't. Captain Sully won the death lottery once. What's the chances he can do it again? Zero, my friends. Zero. The prosecution rests. All right, that's uh, what's that called, Fez? That's the case against. The case against. Here's Steve in Virginia. Hey, Fez, it's Sully, not Scully. You're all over the map, man. I said Sully. Dan in Ohio. Jesus Christ, Fezzy. Hey, Ron, I want to do the bit where you call in and you, you say the wrong Fez bit. But um, I can't even remember any of Fez's bits to say the wrong bit. Wow. Uh, Jim in Florida. Uh, thanks, Fez, for the Fez tutorial. Beautiful job. Here's James in Maryland. Yeah, guys, I happened to see that uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, my my nephew and I. And uh, I think the guy that does the is the main lead is the guy from uh, uh, that uh, one of those Fox reality shows, the one that got canceled a year ago. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, no idea at all. Thanks, though. Anyway. Uh, Dave in Philly. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Fez, I know, I know you're trying to make a comeback, but that was just fucking terrible. Um, I hope next time you fly down to Florida that Sully is piloting your plane. That's Scully. Scully. <laughs> it's Sully. What did I say? You said Scully. Scully. <laughs> Vin Scully. 
Uh, all right, it is the Run and Fez show, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Sam and Dave are here, the the kids, uh, the generation uh, We're next We're just stopping kids. by. We're yeah. just stopping by the Run and Fez show, the R&F, just saying hi. Yeah. That's Chill all. It. Well, one of you actually fits into the age group. The other one was is much older with red hair. <laughs> I am 31. That's young and radio. You are again as fucking old as you look. You're only 31. Yeah, I'm only 31. I'll be 32 in a month. Uh, Joe, you're on Run Fez. Hey, brothers, I'd like to make a case against Fez ever doing a case again, ever again. You didn't like the case again? What did you think, Dave? I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was... I, I liked the music and everything. Yeah. I thought it was pertinent points. What did you think, Sam? I liked it. Nobody's speaking up against that guy. I love, about time somebody did. I love catty moments. <laughs> that was the case against that I just did. I mean, it's going to make me think about, you know, Captain Sully in a whole new light. Like, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, he shouldn't be fuck flying. Him. Or you could have just heard what I did when the fucking whole thing went down, <laughs> which was almost verbatim. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, oh. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let me go over here to Luke. Luke, whoops. You're going. Hi, you're on the Run of Fez show. Who's this? Rob from Long Island. What do you say, buddy? It sounded more like a fagatorial. Can I say that? Uh, no. It's, you know what? It's not right to say that. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Peace. You don't like Scully, huh? <laughs> I just uh, I wouldn't be on that flight today with him, and it's Sully. Just going by what I heard during the case against. Uh, here is um, here's Lynn. Lynn, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I thought Fezzy was doing the Scully thing on purpose, calling him Scully. I loved it. I thought it was funny. Can we re-listen to this, or we need a little time? Because I want to hear if he's saying Scully or Sully. He, he said Scully the first two times, and then he Did changed I? it over to, to Sully. Scully, and I loved it. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> uh, Mooney, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, ducks are not poultry. They're waterfowl. Sorry, Fez. Well, Scully and his poultry. <laughs> Sully. And he didn't ride a train, Fez. It was a plane. <laughs> and he didn't lay it down in the desert. He laid it in the river. A duck is not poultry? No. Our goose is not poultry? No. Uh, we're trying to find the Scully stuff. Agent Scully. X-Files. X-Files, yeah. Uh, Rob, you're on Fez. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Uh, yeah, Fezzy, yeah, I thought the uh, I thought the uh, bit started off a little bit shaky, but then you know you really did pull it off at the end. But yes, you did say Scully a few times. I thought you're pitchy. I'm going to tell you the <laughs> truth, bro. You're pitchy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's go over here to Pat. Pat, you're on running Fez. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, I want to nominate Chris Stanley for Beanie Cup for just being a complete insatiable prick today. I think it's great. I love it. He is. There's no stopping him. You want to check on the Sully or Scully Fez? Yeah, I'd like to. Cause... Uh, uh, 30 seconds. It'll be done. All right, 30 seconds. So, what? Uh, time is. <laughs> <laughs> While they're doing this, I'm going to have uh, special delivery guys uh, jump some ramps <laughs> on the skateboards. <laughs> How come you didn't come up on stage after I asked you to the other night? Nobody told me that you asked me to come up on yeah, stage. Yeah, I asked both. I asked Dave. I said, let's have a special delivery appearance. Short short on time. That was an action-packed show if I ever saw one. It was a great, great show. Oh, you got, you enjoyed yourself? I did. Where do you say your wedding goes? 
I don't. I mean, that's not confirmed or. You're anything. gonna love it. I'd love to take your chick out for a bachelorette party. Why would you go? I mean, I thought that was mainly women. All women, as a matter of fact. He plays by different rules sometimes too, Sam. That's like us. Yeah. Well, you guys, what, the thing about you that people don't understand, your youth gone wild. Right. We're that's just true. nuts, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to watch Dawson's Creek again, right, Sam? <laughs> it's going to be a crazy episode tonight. That shows a little right. older than I am. Exactly. <laughs> it's like 90210. Is Brenda still homeless? Right, no... Let's take a listen and see whether he said Sully or Scully. Brenda. I'd like to present the case against Captain Scully flying again. <laughs> <laughs> First line. Right the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> well... It could have been perceived as a joke, though. I would like to wipe my ass on the faces of you, the listeners. Here's the president, Abraham Blinken. It's USA, not USA. And who wants to smell their cunts? That's why I hate women. Right, Scully? I meant I love, to say Sully. I love the fact that you said, I never said it. You're just screaming. Right, right from the beginning. All right, play the, play the first line again. I'd like to present the case against Captain Scully flying again. Is that an editing job? And he did the second one, too. Keep going. Point one. Bird preoccupation. The man almost gets taken out by a couple of geese. You think he's not going to be looking over his shoulder everywhere for birds? He looks out the window in the morning, sees a sparrow out on the driveway. He's going to start to panic. He's already thinking it's a bad day. This is an unknown element with Captain Scully. Are we sure it's not Scully now? This is my rungatorial. Thank you. Thank you. Two words, Fez Nature Boy. Stop trying to create new stuff. <laughs> Just bring back your old hit. It's good we're on uh, Scurious XM, though. All right. right. Oh, Come on. I saw your fucking... That makes sense. I, no, I saw him sitting there thinking, actually. I wasn't. And that's I saw his wheels tur turning. Nature Boy was a big hit at the live... At it was the bar fantastic. Game. It was killed. great. Just fucking killed. Just destroyed. And this is the first time you did one of those in years, right? Oh, yeah. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. <laughs> All right, here's a new bit we're doing with Fez. Shaving his head okay. and then a bad toupee. <laughs> and not telling anybody, but just really putting, like, the most hideous toupee that kind of gets tilted a little. I'm and just having, never bringing up in these halls. Going toupee shopping this weekend. I love when Fez has his newest look and he walks down the hall and all the people oh, turn God, around trying to figure out what's going on what's with that, that guy. Look? <laughs> well, most of them realize that they work in radio. So what you're looking doesn't even matter. When's the Queen Latifah thing? I'm dying for this. Half an hour. Stanley T knows Queen Latifah from the morning mashup. Why don't you try to catch on with the morning mashup? You love him so much. Queen Queen Latifah is uh, scheduled to sking in uh, half an hour. <laughs> oh, Dave. Anthony in Arizona, you're on a Fez. Yeah, I was just going to say another point to Fez. 
I couldn't hear you. Uh, we lost you, dude. We lost you, bro. Uh, here is uh, Greg. Greg, you're in Hey, good morning, boys. How are you? Yeah. Uh, if the truth be known, is uh, the guy's name is Solly, not Sully. Uh, his last name is Solenberger. And uh, it's not Sully like a rock star. It's Sully like an airplane pilot. Vroom, vroom. It's Scully. <laughs> I heard it on my radio. Why not just call him Bergy? <laughs> uh, bat. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy, Herman Fez. Hey, fuck asses. What do you say, fuck ass? Ah, uh, maybe we, maybe either today or tomorrow. Can we get some Sam versus Dave game shows going on? Yeah, I like to have those two guys fight. Uh, who do you think is smarter between the two of you? I'd say probably Sam. No, probably. I went to. Uh, Three or four different colleges. <laughs> That's not a good yep. thing. I graduated from one in four years, actually. Well, I took time off. I took three What's years your off. <laughs> was it your decision? Uh, no, it wasn't my decision <laughs> at all. But I felt like, you know, I grew up in those three years, and I when I went back to college, I got a 3.5 grade point average. Out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know more about the world than Sam does, you know. That's probably he not. would beat me in wrestling, but I'm, I'm talking about... Oh, I thought about, that's what we were talking about. You think he can out-wrestle you? No. You just said he would beat you in wrestling. <laughs> I, I meant wrestling trivia. Hmm. All right, we're off to break here. When we come back, Sam is going to fight uh, Dave. <laughs> uh, Sam will have an axe. Dave will have a small knife. Oh, my yes. God. Finally. Let's see what happens. I'm at a disadvantage again. Why? A small knife doesn't compare to an axe. We'll see. <laughs> There's only one way to figure this out. Yeah. Right back as the run of fish. Undaunted, I knew the game was mine to win. Just like in life, all of my successes depend on me. I'm the man who has the ball. I'm the man who can throw it faster than fuck. So that is why I am better than everyone in the world. Kiss my ass and suck my dick. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Last night's uh, Twitter winner was, uh, what was it? Something Moody? Uh, Dan yeah. Moody or something. Dan, Dan. Dan Moody. Dan. Uh, make sure you're uh, part of that, Fez. It's twitter.com slash 202friends. The 202friends page on twitter.com. Emails, we get emails. And now... Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. Uh, this one says, does Eastside Dave realize it was Patty Hearst who was kidnapped and cite it with her kidnappers, not Patty Duke? Yeah, uh, he makes a little bit of... Sometimes mistakes are made. What can you say? This one says, hey, Dave, I was able to buy fuckfranklin.com. Please let me know where you would like me to transfer the domain. If not, it'll just expire in a year. I'm going to get right back. to. I actually did reply to that person. Uh, this says, I'd like to know what Fez would think about this. Uh, a new book out by Andrew Young said that Ted Kennedy once said a would-be assassin 
assassin managed to get into his Senate office, Senate office, because one of his bodyguards was having gay sex with one of his top aides. Uh, gay love is so distracting; we almost lost the great Ted Kennedy to it. You feel familiar with the story, Fez? No, I hadn't heard that before. But that would have been any sex. Gay sex didn't endanger Ted Kennedy. Well, the point is that the two people who were supposed to be watching him mm -hmm. started to fuck each other. Right, exactly. Um, two men. Which was the weird thing about it. Uh, this one says, hey, Ron, I love how you put white people over Italian. Uh, I love how you put white people over Italians. You fucking mix run, run out of potatoes and your whole country goes to shit. What will happen when you run out of Guinness? Love the show, Bill. I say quite amusing, Bill. Very amusing. Uh, yeah, a couple potatoes didn't uh, grow, and Ireland floods this fucking country. And the country hasn't gotten over it yet. We're still polluted from those bastards. My people. And Dave's people. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon's people. Jimmy? As he brought up quite a few times, he's Irish. Right. He's very proud. Uh, this one says, oh, my God, line of the day. When Ron said, nice girls are better in bed... Dave says, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that one cost me. <laughs> did uh, you caught up on it at home? Yesterday, I didn't I didn't even ask. I said, I'm, I'm going to take the couch tonight. Be between that and I won't be by your side if you get cancer. <laughs> I uh, I was just like, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take the couch tonight, all right? You, Which one was taking worse? You enjoy that big bed of ours. <laughs> How often do you sleep on the couch? How many uh, nights a week? I don't know, twice. Twice a week? Yeah. Sometimes it's a voluntary thing, though. I snore real loud if I get drunk, so Fridays I always sleep on the couch. Fridays is crouch, the couch night. I know that going in. And you don't drink twice a week, just the once a week? Um, usually I, uh, only once a week. Like Thinking for, about it now is exciting? For, for the past year, it's been once a week, I would say 48 of those weeks. And then the other eight weeks was twice. That reminds me, we got to check and see if we can do a drinking show soon. Oh, yeah. Yes. See how you guys hold up. This one says, does Fez realize the 202 and 202 friends is for the channel XM202? It doesn't mean that they have 202 friends. He keeps saying 202. If you did, I haven't caught on to that. But I didn't catch on to the Sully either. The <laughs> Scully slash Sully. I'm pretty sure I say 202 friends, but can't go by me anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, yesterday you did say 202 friends. I'm just getting that message sent to me. We're but I did realize it was the channel. That may have been me just trying to make a joke. We're only minutes away from Queen Latifah. But not on our show. We'll go to commercial, and I'll run down the hall and see Queen Latifah. <laughs> this one says, hey, Ron Fez, I know this is late, but I listen to Audible. Uh, for someone who was so up on Batman and comic books, Fez should know that Alfred is not gay. The reason that he works for Bruce is because his father's final wish is that Alfred keep serving the Wayne family. Alfred is a retired British intelligence agent and an actor who was trained in England. Alfred has been um, romantically involved with Dr. Leslie Tompkins. 
I'm not so much into the, uh, for the DC comics, but if Fez wants to see gay superheroes, then you should go to the Marvel Universe. So uh, your opinion of whether uh, Alfred was gay, Fez, mm-hmm. reputed by Molson13 from Hawaii. All right, Molson13. Uh, first of all, Alfred doesn't have to uh, be hetero to work for Bruce Wayne. Yes, I understand the backstory of he was obligated by his father, but that doesn't mean he can't be gay. And secondly, my other point was, I never thought the character was gay, but they made him gay in the Dark Knight movie. Well, they didn't make him gay. Is what I thought. All they did was uh, make him not want to hang out with a Russian ballerina. But you're coming up with the fact of if you don't fuck every woman immediately, or at least lust after every woman... You're gay. Do you believe that that's true, Dave? Um, no, because you, you can't always fuck every single woman. But I think you should at least try, just to prove that you're not gay. Well, you and this, this is the perfect reason why. Hmm. If you don't uh, treat every woman like meat, people will say that you're gay. The way Alfred delivered those lines in The Dark Knight, there was such a disgust about him. It seemed like he, to me, that's how I interpreted it, that he was disgusted by the female form. Uh, this one says, Ren Fez, I have a 12-year-old daughter, just started 7th grade. School's a new principal that's shown her pictures of Scarlett Johansson that he has on his phone and says that she looks just like Scarlett and is very pretty. Besides the fact that a grown man has pictures on his phone of women that he doesn't know, I'm really creeped out that he singled my daughter out and he told her this. Do I make a big deal about it with the school or just keep an eye out? for any other behavior that might be eyed. Um, Davey Mack, you got children. What do you think? Take this kid out of this guy's class. As, as, for for starters. For the, if he's the principal, then you might have to take her out of that school because this guy is fucking dirty. Fez, what do you think? Um, go to the principal and say, what the hell's going on here? Were you talking to my daughter about Scarlett Johansson and calling her pretty? That doesn't seem weird, though. To go over and start to complain to the guy, hey, I heard you said my daughter looks like Scarlett Johansson. And he could deny it and then a week later still do something awful. Just take her out of school. It's crazy. What do you think, Hicks? He's being a nice guy. He's just for complimenting the little girl. It's fine. Yeah, I'd tell your daughter to keep an eye out on him, Just, but I, I wouldn't draw attention to this as if it made sense. If he does one more thing, yeah. But I, I don't think saying to a kid, hey, you look like Scarlett Johansson, Makes you a fucking KT. It's he, a very, it's very quick. Uh, uh, weird how quick we are now. To want to get involved in this? Uh, we were talking about uh, with the guy in California how big some of the tribute bands could be. Uh, Robert writes to me. I'm at a Floyd tribute show right now. Thirty five hundred people. Forty five dollars a head. Wow! And it's an amazing show. <laughs> That is a shitload. So what's the gross for the show, Dave? I see you doing math over there. 35, uh, I was scratching something out. I would say it's about uh, 1,500. 1,500. <laughs> That's less. Less than a dollar each. I mean, I mean 15,000? I don't know. Let me get yeah. it. 150,000. Over $100,000. Okay. I knew Gigantic a, money. I knew there was a one in five in there. Uh, this one says Ronnie B. Fez picked the wrong show to watch last Tuesday. Check out The Forgotten on ABC Tuesday at 10. First show, not bad. Hope you talk about The Forgotten one day on the show. Jimmy Teal. You seen this one, Fez? I have not seen The Forgotten. 
I don't even know what it's like. I had forgotten that it was on. Don't know that at all. Uh, this one is just uh, titled Marriage, and it says, Ron, nobody believes in death to us part like my grandparents' generation did. If you don't trust each other, don't get married. Well, that came out of, Dave, you saying you did not trust your uh, lovely wife at all. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, it's something that you have to work on. I think trust is like anything in a relationship. You have to work on it. You also said that there's a 75% chance that you would get a divorce. Yes, if I didn't. Uh, um, and you got mad that your good pal Chris Tanley bought a shot for your chick and you got angry with him right. like he was trying to have sex with a her. A couple shots, but yes. Yes, I wasn't pleased with that at all. Mm. I didn't want the loud chewer to be buying my wife shots. It doesn't, you know, you don't need that. I won't buy. I wouldn't buy another uh, woman, uh, another chick's, a guy's chick's shots. You wouldn't buy a man's shots. You're fucking cheap. Right. But I especially wouldn't buy them for a woman. That's a kind of a come on. Whether you really? Realize, whether you realize it or not. You don't think that you're just being a gentleman? No, you're not. If it's if there's a group of people there, yeah, you're being the fun guy. If you are just buying, hey, you and me, we're going to do shots. You and me, a man and a woman doing shots. Mm-mm. Wait, whatever you're having a nice conversation with her, and it's like we want to do a shot. It. I mean, it's just. I mean, it seems like. When does that come up in a nice conversation? <laughs> want to do a shot? There's no, the only thing there is let's get fucked up. So your point is, with him saying let's get fucked up, it seems like. That's a bonding experience. Yeah, of course. It's a bonding thing. It's a let's get fucked up, and then maybe later we'll laugh, and then pretty soon cock and pussy. Was that your intentions, Chris? Yeah, uh, Dave's fucking paranoia is just out of fucking control. He's out of his mind. You were so drunk, you were pa oh, basically passed out in the corner, so fucking hammered. What are you talking about? I was, I was watching you. How else would I have you known? You were incoherent. How would I have known this went down if I hadn't been looking... Wide awake, knowing what's going on. It's called a brownout. You were in and out of fucking conscious. You were shithouse. I, I, <laughs> I brought this topic up because I remembered it. So how could I have were forgotten? Were you in a brownout? Or fuck? No, I remember yes, the topic. Yes, you were. I brought were. the topic up. Who brought it up? But I saw you that night before you guys went to the second bar, and you're already pretty fucked up. And when I hit you in the back of the head with a paper wad, you were ready to fight <laughs> against the table. <laughs> I wasn't happy about that until I realized it was you. But I thought like some Then you congratulated off. me on my arm. <laughs> Do you think Chris Stanley would have kept... All right, let's say that was his intention. But with you sitting there, you think you would have kept progressing with it that he would do this right in front of you maybe they would have went out for a walk or something like that or let's go to a bodega and get some tall boys and and you know you don't think of yourself as the jealous type fez oh yeah i'm jealous yeah i'm i'm very jealous in what way um time spent with other people like if like if casey was just spending all kinds of time with chris stanley I probably would have gotten jealous more over the time spent You're with him. You're not Dave. <laughs> you no, I was just giving an example. <laughs> but you can't give an example of the way you are using someone else's life. That was crazy. <laughs> That's literally crazy. <laughs> like when I go home to my wife, Casey, tonight. Um, Suzanne. Suzanne, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, 
Ron. Yeah. Uh, you guys are busting on Fezzi for saying Scully. Well, I want to bust on Dave for not knowing how many weeks there are in a year. Why? He said he slept on the couch for 48, for just one time for 48 weeks, and the other eight weeks he slept on it more than once. That's 56 weeks, isn't there? 52. There, there's no 56 weeks in a oh. year there, Dave. All right. All right. right? All right, Scoozan. <laughs> hey, it's an ugly day. Hang up the phone. <laughs> I don't let them bust on you, Fuzzy. We love you. Thank you, Suzanne. Okay. We all bye. love each other. Everyone Who loves says each everyone other. doesn't love. Stop. What's your fucking thing of putting Suzanne in your pocket? <laughs> that your fucking listener run off with her then. You're in charge of Suzanne. That she's happy every day. Suzanne was just making a math point against Dave. It's weird. I always did think there was 56 weeks. You got confused and thought that you were married to Casey a minute ago. <laughs> we used to think that the reason why Fez didn't well, used to be mad is because he was jealous about Dave. Maybe he's been jealous about Casey all this time. Yeah. You mean her? Yeah, like, like maybe yeah, he's yeah. jealous because you're with her. Oh, okay, yeah. That's probably, yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm still shocked that there aren't, there aren't 56 weeks. All right, but with your math, it would have been 66. Uh, Nick, in Illinois, you're on a fez. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Hey, uh, I got a question, Dave. What if Casey were to, say, go out to dinner with an old high school friend and he buys her dinner? I mean, but it's strictly platonic because they were friends years ago. It's I mean, not it necessary. Not... It's, not, it's, not, it's not necessary. I'll give her money to go out to dinner with the friend, and she can pay half. So you don't think it was him just being a nice guy saying, you know, hey, we are old friends, you know, hey, you know, here, I'll buy you a burger. Well, you know, then they're... listen, then, you know, I'll turn around, I'll go out to dinner with a girl, and I'll buy her fucking dinner, and then we'll see, you know, h how the people view the foot on the other shoe or whatever that phrase is. But the point is, the foot's not gonna go a on guy the show. can't take, a guy can't do those same rules. My wife, I know, would be pissed if I took a chick out and bought her <laughs> dinner. I know this, so why should I allow it to happen to them? No, everyone pays 50%, period. Uh, John and PA. What's up, buddy? Yeah. I agree with Dave 110%. It's a very intimate thing, a man buying a woman a shot. Married, single, whatever. Absolutely. I'm a single guy. That's my move. You buy a girl a shot. You show her that you're not cheap, you're giving her something, and it loosens her up a bit. Fucking A. That's what you're, you're trying to do, loosen up his wife? Loose yeah, yeah, I'm loosening Kate. She already has two children. She's plenty loose. You oh, don't need God. to lose her. I'm sorry, Chris Stanley, but you were out of line that night. Fuck you. That's not that's bullshit. fucking fantasy week. God damn it, I didn't even think about that, <laughs> motherfucker. I forgot about the fantasy league. I'm pissed. That was a mistake. He always tries to loosen. Everything you've done has been a mistake. I know. You're trying to have sex with Dave's wife. You steal my players. You and Franklin are up to no good. Fuck that. Oh, I hate this fantasy. Fuck FranklinHard.com. Um, here is uh, John in Tampa. You're on my defense. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, uh, ask Dave. I mean, what if your wife was employed by, say, a, a chef and she went bullying? Would that be all right? All right. That's a totally different scenario, mister. You are confusing humans. And this, his ex, is with his chef now who's a five-star chef in multiple cities, which makes you pretty cool, Dave. All right. Oh, you so, yeah. are now, you have fucked someone 
who is now fucking someone who is extremely successful. <laughs> I am successful. For everybody. I'm, su- I'm a success. And you, you loved your former fiancé, right? Yes, at Here's the, the time. Of this. Here's the beauty of this. You have given her something that she never could have gotten from you. What's that? The opportunity to be with a multimillionaire oh. celebrity chef. Right. Who gives a fuck? He cooks food, <laughs> fat fingers. <laughs> and sells, I'm in shape. And sells it for a fortune. <laughs> so what? He has fat fingers or that's his recipe? Well, he has fat you fingers. You sound fast. like you're jealous of that guy now. I am. Since you brought it up, I am. But wouldn't you rather your chick would only be with somebody terrific and not a scumbag? No, I'd rather her cry alone in an attic, tears holding a picture of me, saying, how did it go so badly? So you, can, you feel competitive with someone that you don't even know. I know this guy. I, 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 I've met him once or twice, whatever. You think he was doing anything with her then? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Look who it is, our old friend from ronfez.net, Mikey Boy. Hey, guys. Hey, Mikey Boy, thanks for stopping back. Stopping back? Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey, Dave, uh, a couple of years ago, your wife and Solera and I were scouting out bars for a party. It was around lunchtime, so we stopped and got a sandwich in one place. But I picked up the tab for all three of us. Was I over the line? You Whoa! son of a bitch, Mikey. Wow. You son of a bitch. Afternoon delight. You son of a gun. I am going to take all those Nintendo DS games you gave me and flush them down the toilet. That's how angry I am. I had no idea that you guys were together before. They weren't together. They went to fucking lunch. Let's not say they're together. And had an amazing lunch. It was, was it amazing, Mikey? It was just sandwiches. I think it was probably... Whoa! Sandwiches, Mikey! Sandwich. What kind of sandwiches? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Some Italian place. Oh, romantic language. Amore. Or or something. The, the I don't know. fucking so. movie with the dogs eating the spaghetti all of a sudden? <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I didn't so, think it was a big deal. Mikey boy, what have you been doing since you left us? Since, since, I let, ter- since the last event? No, um, since you turned your back on the Run and Fez show and you got out, went out and made a great life for yourself. What are you up to now? Um, Just working and having a family and stuff. Sounds great. Yeah. Mikey, we were supposed to have, you know, family uh, date soon. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I can do it now. Swingers party. I mean, I'm really going to think about this. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got, we've got all these clothes for uh, Juliana if she wants them. And, you know, it's nothing. It's all in the up and up, Dave. So what are you, what are you saying? That it's almost gonna... like a prostitution ring. Like, I'll give you something to be with your wife. <laughs> I'll give you baby booties. Is that what's going on? No, Dave. Are you going to say, Dave, go out and get us some liquor, and then you and your wife That's and really my wife. That's really fucking hot. The clothes That's are really game. hot. Yeah. The clothes he's offering are handy it's downs. It's not hot when there's going to be four children under the age of eight in the room while it's going on. So oh, Dave. All right, Mikey boy. All right. You hurt well, me. Well, we miss today. you, pal. Well, I'll be back around soon enough. Well, we miss you. See you guys. Who is better than Mikey boy? He should just head over to Twitter.com to two friends. You said 200. <laughs> 202. Do you I, even go there, Fez? Yeah, I check it out. It's a lot more positive than the 
Then Mikey Boy's old place, runfez.net. You can't he, blame Mikey Boy. He's the best. Yeah, he made he made the right choice. Now enjoy himself. Uh, Jim in Jersey, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, how are you? What can I do for you, buddy? Hey, listen, I just wanted Dave to know, next time I take Casey to the hotel, I'll let her pay for half. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God, that's expensive. I'm going to give you a knuckle <laughs> that's sandwich. Expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> Fits in she your can't, She can't afford it. Let wait, me see wait, how you give the knuckle sandwich. I'll give you a knuckle sandwich, pal. <laughs> let me see you put up your dukes. Come on. Look at oh, him. Look at him. No, look at him. I'm a lefty, so i got to leave yeah. it to the right up here. A little jab, little jab. Oh, that looks good. little jab, little jab. That looks good. I can uppercut you. I'll hit you over the side there. Dave, I actually want to be your ring guy. I want to take you around. <laughs> it's a lefty stance. What I'm going to do is just have you fucking carny this thing. You'll fight anybody who can go three rounds with you. <laughs> anybody that can last three rounds with my boy, I'll give $100 to. I'd love to do that. Hey, Jay, you're on running Fez. What's up, buddy? Did I hear Mikey Boy say it right? He said he was. they had a sandwich and he was in the middle between Stiller and Casey. Oh! Sam did the joke already. You're late with oh. Fez. No, no, no. Fez did it already. Oh. Oh. Uh, let's go over here to Bob. Bob, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. First, I wanted to uh, say thank you for the autographed Ron and Fez t-shirt. Oh. Got that a couple weeks ago. You're a big winner? Just, yes, I was. I couldn't understand why Fez decided to sign both sides, though. Fezzy, uh, we don't judge. We just let him do what he does. No, I got double. You know, you signed yeah. both sides of the T-shirt. <laughs> no, I had no idea. That I that? just signed them as Scruffy's handing them to me. Best of luck, Scully. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm calling in, I wanted to ask Dave, does he think that little of his wife that she's that much of a slut? As soon as she gets a drink in her, she's just going to be opening up her legs. No, no, no. But you know, I, look, adult situations have, happen sometimes when people are intoxicated. I have the utmost respect for my wife. It was Chris Tanley who I was suspicious of, Mister. Shocking. Right. So you should have a little bit of faith that your wife can handle a drink. Do you know and the amount she's not going to immediately drop on her back? He has on his person. No. The man carries a lot of pills. Good, because I'm going to talk to Bladder about him anyway. I'm tired what? of fucking protecting Chris uh, right. and what, what about? One of those pills makes into my wife's drink. Next thing you know, we got an accused situation here without the pinball machine. Okay, I don't need that. Don't ruin it. I haven't seen it yet. She was raped. All right. Forget now i got to un-Netflix this thing. <laughs> I'm not paying either. I'm just going to write back. My friend already told me the ending, so I ain't paying. Um... Here's Greg in uh, Georgia. You're on Ron Fez. Yeah, Ron, I was going to tell Dave that uh, if he only sleeps with his wife five times a year, it don't take much of a drink to, you know, she's going to mess around on Well, it's not. That's, listen, she was pregnant for a while last year. Or, I mean, this year, 2009. She was pregnant for most of this year. Is it you that doesn't want to have sex with a pregnant girl? Of course I'll have sex with a pregnant girl. She hasn't been feeling well. She got pregnant then from that, went into another pregnancy. So sex wasn't really, you know, hey, let's, you know. Sex came hey. in there at some point. On well. the couch on Friday, say. I'm going to make my way back to the sex train very soon. Uh, dude, good luck. You're going to need to, dude. If, uh, if you don't, whoever's buying them shots is going to take care of the point. Okay. Cheyenne, you're in running Fez. Hello. Yeah, you're in running Fez. 
Hey, Ronnie, uh, I just want to know, in this three-round fight with Dave, you still pay out if somebody knocks his ass out in the first round? Uh, yeah, you would get paid, but you have to be able to go at least three rounds with him. Uh, it ain't no three rounds. That could be fucked. Yeah, you can't take it. You couldn't take the punishment. That's it. That's right. 205 it. pounds of twisted iron steel on your it. ass. Improve the gate. Improve All right? the gate. You come down here any day you want. I will box you in boxer shorts. Larry, you're on Ron Fez. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Uh, Dave, I got a question for you. What happened to you? Think back. What happened to you in your life that was so bad that you think you are worth so worthless that your wife is going to leave you for another guy? And I meant it last week when I said I look your wife up on YouTube and I jacked her face. I jacked. Okay. All right. I got I the point. I got the point. Now, what happened to me? Jesus gave me clown hair. And that sometimes has upset my self-esteem level. Mystery solved, fuckhead. So what's your point? He was asking me what happened in my life that makes me think I'm worthless. And I said the red hair... Yeah, I know, but what's your point? Like you're not good enough for your wife? Uh, that I, that would be probably where some of this stems from. If I had to take an honest look at it, but I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to improve my self appearance. Hmm. I don't know. I would need a dye job. Yeah. Well, I don't do that because it's my hair and head is too sensitive to dye. Hurts, burns me, so I can't do that. You never even tried to dye it. I did one one time. Uh, um, they put blonde highlights in my hair. When I was like sixteen or seventeen, I went to my mom's hairstylist. <laughs> That's a good idea. Make it brighter. It was blonde highlights. It's it uh, it, it burned me. So I said, "This is it. I'm not, this ain't gonna ever happen again." Oh, here's our old buddy Rhino. Rhino, you're on Fez. Hey, hey, Dave. You know you should have listened to Ron years ago. Before you married Casey, when you were dating, he said, you know, Casey is way out of your league, and if you marry her, it's just going to drive you nuts for the rest of your life. He is right about that, Dave. I did warn you that early on. Well, I was in the euphoria of, and I still am in the euphoria of love. And uh, you don't always listen to people when you're feeling that. So what would you have done? What would you have I done wouldn't have done anything. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I am in life. Hmm, it's interesting. Uh, T, you're on running Fez. Yeah, what's up, buddies? Um, Dave, you shouldn't be worried about the red hair that Jesus gave you. I mean, that's the least of your worries. Your real worry should be the two-inch cock you got in your pants, you faggot. All right, that's starting to hurt. Well, first of all, first of all, I have much larger than a two-inch erect penis. You can multiply that by 2.5 if you need to. And there's your answer, what I got. Here, here is uh, Victor. You're on Ron Fez. Hey guys, how you doing up in here? Just fantastic up in here. Hey Dave, look man, you do have more problems than your red hair. Your face—you kind of look like an overgrown infant. Every time what? I've seen pictures of you, I was like, holy crap! Do you remember Waterboy? Do you remember when the Waterboy thought back and and made the coach an infant? All right, this is a beard. What is Lucifer? What was that guy's name? <laughs> 
Jeff in Rochester. <laughs> I have a beard. A baby You're face on. really isn't a compliment, is it? <laughs> You're in the run of the show. Hey, Dave, man, all you got to do is get yourself a nice flat top. Get rid of that fucking clown hair you got. I've had one for 20 years, and my old lady still fucking You have red hair? loves me. All right. Uh, well, no, I don't have red hair, oh. but I got brown hair. Have you ever seen a redhead person with a flat top? We all get compared to, you know, just jerk Baby, offs. just fucking grow up. The redhead flat top look is that asshole in Dead Poet Society who turned everyone in. That's an awful look for redheads. Marilyn, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Dave. Uh, if having red hair was such a curse on your life, you really should have thought about that before you started handing them jeans out to the next generation, No. You know, this reminds me when I had a club and it started getting towards closing time and people would be like either fighting or throwing shit. (laughs) It's just like it's all turned so ugly. (laughs) I'm going to run down and check out uh, Queen Latifah. We'll be back in just a bit. And Fez is going to make the case against somebody else. It's the Run and Fez Show. It's the Ron and Fez Show on XM202, Sirius 197. So, so, so you were just trying to help out a, help out a friend. Who was frightened? Who was scared of what was happening to her? No when when you're scared, what? There was no evil intent. There was no evil intended, no malice. Uh, uh, live. Because you live here, when you live in a place and you love it like you do, you don't want nothing bad to happen. What? Objection, Your Honor. What? Leading witness. Same. Yeah, it's the Ron Fez show. Uh, during that time that you were enjoying the commercial on Pizza Hut Taco Bell, I went down to the Artist Confidential to check out Queen Latifah. Quite an attractive woman in real life. And Davey Mack, I will say this. Huge charisma about her. Yeah. You could tell why she's a star in her world. That's and then why they went the over people- her stuff. That's why they Grammy love her. nominations, Emmy yeah. nominations, Oscar nominations. Really, really, um, you could you could pick it up immediately though. Why she's a big star? Revlon nominations. I mean, there. I don't know what that means. She's on the Revlon commercial, and and that's why she's like she is a household name. She's a cover girl. It's not easy to be a household name when you really think about it. And, but everyone knows from now, no matter what age, what sex, Queen Latifah. You know what my favorite household name is? What Windex. Oh, I meant celebs, not products. Oh, but then after that, I was going to say lemon pledge. <laughs> Too lemony for my taste. Uh, are, you a, are you a fan of her music? You, like and, you and your chick Queen, debate a lot of women. I, I like Queen Latifah. Uh, yeah, we debate a lot of women. You're, well, you're and, wife. And, and music. Well, that's what I mean, uh, women and music. Because you're not a big fan of women and music, are you? I'm not really. I mean, after the Barbara Streisand thing you told me yesterday. Yeah, I have a very limited taste in women in music. and uh, The only one that you really like, the only woman in music you like is Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and what happened there? He's very manly. He? I, yes. All right, I made a mistake based on the shorts. It's right. Excuse <laughs> me. Not a skirt, though. It's short. Give me a debate that you and your J.K. Well, okay. She was into Ben. We were listening in the car yesterday to Ben Folds 5. And I said, this is a chick band. And she said, how could it be a chick band when there are no female musicians in it? And Mm. I said, I'm telling you, Ben Folds 5 is a chick band, whether or not there's a woman in it. There doesn't need to be vaginas in order for it to be a chick band. Ben Folds 5 is a chick band. 
Well, you could said you could have said that about the early Beatles. When the Beatles came out, only girls were interested in them. But I asked you this. You being a guy who tried to form a band with your friends. Right. Wouldn't you rather that your audience was chicks rather than guys? Why would you want to be a guy singing to other guys? <laughs> I mean, we sit around and talk about gay stuff. Nothing gayer than that. Right. A guy singing to guys is an odd thing. And that's my big problem with heavy metal. A fucking guy sitting there, he's wearing leather pants, and he's fucking shouting, to, and then the guys are singing back to him and shouting back at him. I'm like, this feels pretty homoerotic. Yeah, I mean, I, I can somewhat see your point. I don't think there's anything bad about, you know, All guy right, let's bands. come up with bands. Uh, do you think they have more male fans or female fans? Okay, I okay. have another one. All right. Okay, Dave Matthews Band, to me, is a chick band. I think it was frat boy band. I see the frat boy, but I think the frat boys are there because they know there's going to be a ton of chicks. It's the, it's the chicks that lure the frat boys. Chick band all the way, Dave Matthews. All right, now, but why is that a bad thing, Teal? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, right, let me just say, since you won't answer my question, I'm going to ask Hicks. Hicks, if you were in a band, would you rather the people who followed you be chicks or dudes? I want that pussy. Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> That's why you sing that sweet soul music. <laughs> It's the, <laughs> I, I would prefer to have dudes there because it's like, That's you know, fucking gay. you're with your friends, you're with your boys and like, you know, and that's the way it goes. I'm not saying, hey, Dave Matthews sucks because now I don't really like his music, but I'm not saying he sucks because he's a chick band. He just is. So that's why he doesn't appeal to my tastes. I'm a man. Dave Matthews doesn't appeal to me. And I know I'm a New Jerseyan, but Bon Jovi is not for men. That is a huge chick band. Um, Still? Bon Jovi, yeah. Bon Jovi is a chick band. Well, chicks if you want to go soccer mom, but yeah. Right. If you go to a Bon Jovi show, there are fucking nothing but those soccer moms there. And then, you know, the occasional Al Dukes. <laughs> right. Um, and a wig. Here is Steve. Steve, you're on Run Fez show. What's up, fellas? There is no bigger dude band than Rush. Go to a Rush concert, you won't be chick one. Absolutely 100% true. Uh, women have no interest in this. Mike, Mike, you're on my face. Hey, uh, it's not a band, but John Mayer is completely directed towards Totally. 100% for chicks. Totally. Good one. Yep. And now he's a guy, the, the odd thing about John Mayer is, like, he can fucking play guitar, so he has to say to himself, how do I stop myself so I don't turn off women. Right. How do I pussyfy down my phenomenal fucking guitar playing so that women will like me? Um, here is Curtis. Curtis, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Back in the in the mid-'80s, all those pretty boy hair metal bands had mostly chicks for fans. Uh, it's a very interesting thing that if you take uh, Motley Crue, there were girls that liked them as well as guys... But more or less, I would say that Eddie Trunk's show leans toward chick metal. Now, he may not like that, that I said that. But when I think of Poison, Cinderella, Poison, definitely. those kind of bands, I think chick metal. Yeah. Now, if I was to say Iron Maiden, what kind of fucking woman would be into that band? Okay? <laughs> right. That would be insane to even think a single woman would be saying, 
I want to listen there. Yeah, no one is, and no one's listening to, uh, no chick is listening to the, to the priest either. Right. Now, if you know a woman that was into them, would you run? I'd run for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's a good way to turn it away. Um, That's far. All right, uh, Fez, what, what are your take on this? And I hate to wake you up because I know you haven't felt well, but what's your take? No, I agree. It's, uh, I think good. heavy we, metal. We got them. <laughs> Heavy metal is guys worshiping guys. They're well, down in a pit looking up at other guys. They're in a pit trying to love someone. <laughs> but it's, I know. Let me give you this. Elvis Presley. Was he for the chicks or for the guys? He's for the chicks. Thank you. Beatles for the chicks or for the guys? I can understand now that I think about your early Beatles thing, but I certainly think let it be By that time, for the, the fucking guys came around. Yeah. Just like they eventually did with Elvis. Right. Frank Sinatra. Was he for the chicks or for the guys? Chicks. Yeah. But, well, there's two Franks, though. There's Rat Pack Frank, which is for dudes, and then early, you know, blue-eyed, late-30s Frank, which is for the girls. Eventually, I think what happens, the guys will fucking catch up with it. Uh, let's go over here to um, Paul. Paul, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I would say that Jack Johnson gets more chicks than any guy band out there. More than Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> would you go that far? Jack Johnson's for the girls. A lot of these type of... They always seem to be the same. Jack Johnson, Matthews, Ben Harper. But wouldn't you rather be somebody that... When you looked out, you saw 5,000 fucking chicks, not 5,000 black t-shirts fucking screaming for you? No, actually, I wouldn't mind if there was all guys at my concert. I really wouldn't. I think I would prefer it, in fact. Do you think it makes him less of a musician? I do. Why? Because I don't feel... Well, you just said John Mayer has to cut himself short. I don't think these guys are giving it all. Giving their all. I think that they know, you know, if I just make this soft enough and make it at three minutes exactly, the girls are going to like it. And no extended guitar solo. So your point is girls have taste for shit. I think, no, I think that girl music... Girls know what girl music is, and they know it's fluff. And yet, while you're saying that, who do you think appreciates music more, you or your chick? Who do you think knows music more, you or your chick? She probably does, but she also likes a lot of... Bad things, like I just mentioned, the Dave Matt. The, the well, yours is limited to ninety-one to ninety-four, <laughs> and fucking grunge. No. Um, here's Jeff. Jeff, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddy. There's a uh, all-female Iron Maiden tribute band out of California called the Iron Maidens with an S on. You should check them out. They're kick-ass. I played a gig with them about four years ago. I definitely want to. I I'm definitely fucking interested in these girls. I'm into the Iron Maidens without even hearing them. <laughs> Um, here is Eddie. Eddie, you're on Run Fez. Uh, yeah, hey, Ron. Uh, love the show. I'm 23, and I love jazz, and uh, most people, I guess, my age don't understand it or don't appreciate it, but I wondered, that, that seems to me to be sort of gender neutral. I mean, you, you could think of, uh, you know, really cool guys in old Hollywood movies, and you can also think that maybe some women might like it, but I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. I think if you're looking at stuff like Charlie Parker, I think it, that's kind of male stuff. Uh, and then the cool jazz or the softer jazz is aimed at females. Do you think that like uh, Ornette Coleman or maybe like Coltrane's Ascension, that's like so esoteric that it probably alienates people? So mostly guys be into it or something? Yeah, there. Uh, and when you get like experimental, I think it's normally going to be guys who um, are in or are into it more. Oh, wow, um, that's really great. Uh, thanks for your input on that. Peace. Now, by the way. Uh, women like jazz because they can feel it in their vaginas. They love the feeling. Oh. Uh, every jazz musician, no matter how bad his career is going, will get laid. 
Sean, you're on Fez. Uh, so what do you do about Elton John? Does that just throw you into a... I think I any pop group is going to be girls first. So anybody who writes a pop song is thinking of girls. Elton John, yeah. Now, I mean. no one's ever saying this is 100%. I'm sure that there's a small percentage of metal girls and a small percentage of, you know, pop boys, the gays. <laughs> uh, in the case of metal, the same girls that like football. You know what I mean? You're yeah, going to have some. You, you can't be 100%. No, this isn't 100%. You can't be 100% in anything. Um, here is uh, Robert. Robert, you're on my face. Hey, Dave, uh, do you think girls are attracted to Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, I believe that he is also a chick artist. Uh, in yeah, the I think probably, uh, By far. I mean, the good looks, even with, especially when he had the dreads. White girls into him? Yes, very we much so. We just had that debate today. Saying there was no, you know. Yeah, that's right. And he definitely has the white girls liking him. Now, the weird thing is, when girls sing, they generally have a girl audience. Like, Britney Spears probably has more girls than guys. Yes. Uh, what are those country girls called? The ones that fucking... Dixie, Dixie Chicks? Dixie Chicks. Have more of a girl audience. It's weird. Yeah. Now the Go Go's uh, were had a girl audience, but a couple of buddies of mine went to see them and got treated like fucking chicks, like they got fucking picked out of the crowd, and they were like, "Why don't you two make out? Why don't you two jerk off in front of us?" This is back in the eighties. Yeah. They swear to me, this is a true story. Um. Dan, in Tampa, you're on Fez. Hey, this is a timely discussion, because in the St. Pete Times today, there's an article about an 85-year-old woman who's excited about going to see Metallica tomorrow night. She's been a big fan. For well, every St. Pete Times article has something about an 85-year-old woman doing something. <laughs> Usually it's finding Jesus' face uh, in an orange. Now, if you've been to Metallica, you're going to see mainly guys there. Definitely. Mainly guys. Absolutely. So... Who would want to be a Metallica? Well, you would still appreciate the music. But the whole point of being a, starting a rock and roll band was to get chicks. That was the whole, whole fucking point. Yeah, I mean, there's few chicks there, but they will be there, and the roadies will find them. Yeah, but what are they going to look like? <laughs> They're going to look like chicks at a Metallica show. <laughs> Lita Ford. Um, you, people forget she was very attractive at one time. Very attractive. David in Michigan. Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Yeah. David and Michigan. You too. A lot of girls in the crowd. Don't know if they're huge fans, but it seems like the guys are always the biggest ardent fans of uh, the band. I, I don't know if they're. that's a chick band. I think some bands can genuinely get a lot of both, and U2 is, am amazingly has succeeded in that. I would like somebody to break down demos on this. Yeah, so would I. I think the Stones, I, I know a lot of girls who like the Rolling Stones. Less than when they were in the 60s, though, because Mick has talked about that. Huh. He goes, we used to be a girl band, now fucking guys. I look out there, and there's just tons of fucking guys. <laughs> he goes, I'm fucking dancing around, shaking my ass, doing the fucking wing. And I look up, and there's guys there. <laughs> and if you go by Mooch with his Rolling Stones tribute. It's generally guys that love that. <laughs> One in here got who went a little too far. 
That's available on the 202 Friends page on uh, Twitter.com. Figured you'd plug that, wouldn't you? <laughs> How many times you watched that one? <laughs> few. Oh, boy. Probably more than a few. It's a great impression. Do everyone about you too much? Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Anyone who's ever gone to a Kiss show is gay. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, that makeup. I 100%. Uh, here's Lee. Lee, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ryan. Hey, as regards Todd, Todd Rundgren, I think that his solo music is more girl-type, but then get into Utopia, and I get that it's more guys rock. Uh, but, yeah, back in the back in the day, it was for the girls. Uh, Matt. Matt Mayne, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how about the Eagles? I mean, they are a chick band, but the guys really dug them during the day. You know? Uh, effeminate guys dug them. I don't know how anyone can like the Eagles, so I'm not qualified. I really don't know many Eagles fans. I don't know if it's a West Coast uh, people like them all over there in Los Angeles. And well, shit. you know that they're probably the biggest selling fucking band in American history. I guess. Yeah, you don't I, have to guess. The biggest selling fucking album of all time is their fucking greatest hits. Matter of fact, if we had Earl in here, he'd be able to give you, because he used to go back into Eagle Facts. Well, See if you can't get a hold of Earl for me. Then this has to be a chick band, because, I mean, this song is Gigantic very, chick band. It feels like a, a girl is playing guitar, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is way too you delicate. You don't have to be sorry. You can give your opinion. It's just too delicate. Oh, uh, who put up the... T- <laughs> what is that? What uh, is that? A new website? <laughs> a new website. If you're... If, if there's too much traffic on fuckfranklinhard.com, right. go over to fuckchrisstanleyhard.com. All right, now that seems to be a dated picture. No, that's a great picture, that kid. <laughs> you know, when I just dated. see him like that, I just adore him. Yeah, that's dated, all right. I might even, I might even tank... <laughs> And let him win today. Because look at him. He's so 70s. It's a big thumbs up on him. Oh, sure it is. He's wearing a jacket. <laughs> so fuck Chris Stanley hard.com. My silent partner, I thank you. Who is this? Who's behind this? I can't, oh, I can't divulge that, but he's been helping me. You're not digging this at all, Dave? Um, no. And saying it's only an East Coast thing, they sell fucking stadiums out on the East Coast. It's just weird how how few people I know who like the Eagles. I don't know anybody. Here's uh, Earl. Earl? Buddies. Uh, you were in radio during the Eagles' heyday. Gigantic band, am I correct? Yes. Um, I believe they did the first ever event at Giant Stadium. Wow. And That's and Dave's home stadium. <laughs> Dave's home stadium. <laughs> and sold it out. 77,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> so and what did their, what's the biggest selling album of all time, Bigger Than Thriller? Uh, the Eagles' greatest hits. Yeah, the Eagles' greatest hits. Greatest hits. 
The greatest hit. They were an enormous band, Dave. Four girls, apparently. And there's a lot of people on the left coast. That, that was like the big. That was like the big band, believe it or not, with the drug culture of the seventies. For some reason, it was like perfect pot music for whatever reason. Oh yeah, because they were better than Pink fucking Floyd. They sold more <laughs> albums. The Dead. Sold more albums, Dave. Uh, well, I mean, great. They hits sold more count. albums than The Dead. The greatest hits counts. I mean, over Dark Side, which is a real album. No, other they're not allowed to. Hotel California has also sold more. Look it up on that thing. We went through it one day, and I think even the long run. Sold a lot. Um, yeah, and then they, Dave, you would have liked this. At their peak, they were touring with fucking Fleetwood Mac for just the really <laughs> fucking <laughs> check night. The Chick Express. I think they also uh, were selling Tupperware <laughs> and breaking it up and perfumes. Um, yeah, like the, the long run was considered the flop, and I think it sold 4 million copies. Here's uh, John. John in Jacksonville, you're on the ultimate bands now for uh, gay gay guys or women is Coldplay. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right, somebody also called in with Tom Petty. Would you say they're for chicks or for guys? I think Tom Petty is for chicks, and I love Tom Petty, but call me a broad. Uh, Andy, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron and Fez, how are you? Yeah. Um, the Eagles are the greatest band out there, and Dave is an idiot because he can't even play guitar. Um, I can play some chords. I can play Star Wars. Yeah, yeah just like you know Star how to play your wife anymore, yeah. Ron. Yep, I can play it. If you got a guitar in here right now, I'd play it for you. Yeah, I don't just understand like you know how to this. play your wife. You're a moron, Dave. You're a moron. Does that hurt, Dave? Not really. I have to be honest. <laughs> Earl, you should be over here today. Queen Latif is here. He oh, hail the queen. Yeah, she looks fantastic, too. Her big song was U-N-I-T-Y, right, Earl? Uh, yeah, that was like the really big one. Yeah. Because that was like the big women's anthem. That was that should be yours, Dave. U-N-I-T-Y. I don't even know it. That was huge. I was I was hoping she was going to play that, but it was, this was some other song. When we went, it was like something about a ghetto and... Yeah, times are bad. I yelled out, uh, "You look so much better than when you called yourself Missy Elliott," and then everybody just rushed me out of there. They rushed me out. I love it when celebs come into series because then they sometimes leave the their bagels out and stuff. Sure. You looking for another cracker? Sandwiches. Here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on a fez. Yeah, yeah. I say Aerosmith, total chick band now, but if you look back at the 70s, they were a total guy band that just changed, you know? Yeah, in the 90s, they went chick band. Yeah, they're a guy but band. Tank is my favorite <laughs> color. <laughs> and uh, and just the, their entire Get a Grip album. With, Jamie got a gun. With crying and amazing. and. Oh. Uh, here's our good friend, the Blowhard. Hey, Blowhard. You know, one of the most giant bands of the 70s were the Eagles. Say what you want about their music being crap. I'm not a big Don Henley fan. To me, he's a dick. But, Dave, when you say that the Eagles guitarist sounds, quote, like a girl, 
stop slamming the fucking great Joe Walsh or James Gang. That Joe Walsh is probably one of the greatest guitarists in rock history. And when you start attacking Joe Walsh, you're really, really out of line. You're out of line when you say that Bobby Cox is the greatest manager in baseball. You're out of line when you start slamming wow. the Eagles. You slam Smokey Robinson into miracles. True. Bobby you Cox. You throw this shit out there just to get a reaction. Because no, Bobby Cox is fucking true. Bobby Cox went to the playoffs 15 out of 16 and how many years. How series did he win? One. He won one because his pitchers because sucked. sucked. No, his pitchers. Glavin, Smoltz, and uh, I mean Maddox. Come on. It's not what I'm talking about. And now you're They're going not postseason the pitchers. Joe Walsh is fucking incredible. Joe Walsh didn't anybody. play that riff. Blowhard, he was yeah, like, Joe. Joe he was Joe. Guy, he could put your guy in, in Pearl Jam. He could, he could oh, take him to class. Oh, fuck that. That's crazy he talk. Cool him. Dave got him. Joe Walsh. Flash guy you love. Joe Good Walsh, one liner. Classic talent. Ron, James Gang, you know? Come on. What Fantastic Ben. Slash versus Joe Walsh? Come Joe on Walsh now. Here. Joe Walsh is a fucking I, I know he's fantastic good, guitar player. But that opening riff, that was an acoustic guitar. Joe it's Walsh true. played I the, don't think that was Joe Walsh. That wasn't Joe Walsh, Blowhard. That's my point, that opening riff. Earl, who was playing on that? Who was playing the guitar? Uh, um, that's, uh, that's Joe Walsh and um, right, uh, Don Walsh. Felder. No, it was, yeah, it was the other guy. Joe Walsh comes in for the fucking big solos. I'm telling you, I've seen, I saw the Beagles on VH1. He doesn't. What he are you doing? You said they were all for chicks. What are you doing watching VH1? My dad was watching it. <laughs> oh, your dad's a chick. <laughs> all right, Earl, we got a break here. All right, buddies. All right, we'll talk to you soon, pal. Talk to you later. Oh, we don't have to break here. No, uh, the computer's frozen right now. What happened, bro? I don't know. It just froze. In the middle of Hotel California. It just froze. Froze. <laughs> That's how bad that band is. How did freeze over? <laughs> Good one-liner. What is uh, BH? What is this thing that uh, Tim Gunn's on the cover of? It looks like it's a Tim Gunn uh, comic book now. I like the Bonnie Hunt logo with the BH, though. It looks very fucking cool. Brick house. She's a brick house. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, let's go to, uh, say, say you're on Fez. Here's Kyle in Alabama. Kyle. Yo. Yeah. Hey, how, how about Ultimate, uh, yeah, man, I don't know if Ron, you're familiar, but how about Tool? Sure, I'm familiar with Tool. I can't yeah. imagine a woman being into that band. Can you, Dave? Absolutely not. Yeah. No way in hell. I don't know what kind of broad would like Tool. I don't know. <laughs> Who would? The name alone. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, let's go to Grant. Grant, you're on Fest. Hey, Ronnie B, sound like a million bucks. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking, I, I hate being, watching metal and seeing guys up there, but sometimes you can get into uh, female singers that like metal, like, like Arch Enemy. That's a, a blonde chick from, like, Sweden or something, and she's pretty hot. She's I don't even cool know who they are. Do you know them, Dave? No, I don't. That's real. If I'm going to listen to Arch, I'm going to listen to him sing Danny Boy. <laughs> I'm not going to get behind foreign metal. I know it's popular to like the, the Swedes thing. and all that shit. Yeah. But. Uh, me and uh, Kathleen would send each other really bad Danish death metal. <laughs> where it would just be like guys with big axes. <laughs> they would actually, they'd be so into the Viking thing. And, like, here's the problem if you get into that with uh, Kathleen from the Bronx. She will never stop. So six weeks later, she's still sending me funny dragon head guys. Does it get a little bit too much? Yeah, it does almost immediately. That's just like if you even have like a fun slang thing with her. She will take it. As the Eagle said, she'll take it to the limit. One more time. Are you able to fix her computer? You all right over there? 
I called the engineering. I'm restarting. Because I saw fucking Mars leave this place already. Mars is like, I saw Queen Latifah. I'm out of here. He leaves. This is, this is fucking cost me one more chance to hail the queen. <laughs> First the girls turn on me, and now Queen Latifah is. And then finally the computer. Big, big uh, football fantasy weekend. Uh, the football fantasy has turned us all against each other, and now there's a new website. Fuck Chris Stanley hard. I'd like to get that up on 202 Friends Twitter. Chris Stanley, a very attractive guy back in the 70s. you got to give him a lot of credit there. I believe he was a TV cop or detective. Just going by the look. Well, you put something up for a second and then took it back down again. Here is... He's kind of um, like a white Benicio Del Toro to me in that picture. He is, anyway. And by the way, um, let's go over to... Uh, well, what's the topic? Uh, here's uh, George. George, you're on Fez. Yeah, how you guys Give doing? me the Kathleen uh, joke. I still want it. Go ahead. I, I've, got, I've got one thing to say, guys. I know you guys are busy. Dave is a complete moron. Doesn't right. know what he's talking about music, and he should go back to drinking. Well, I do drink, mister, every Friday night. But I'm sober now. I'm telling you, the Eagles aren't that good. No, you said they weren't a big band. Anybody I can have they a... Big. Yeah, you're right, on the East Coast. Uh, let's see. With Kathleen from the Bronx, if she made a pie once and you said you liked it, then you'd have nine pies every day. Nine pies. I know you like pies. I take your pies with you. <laughs> Oh, she does. She likes to take care of him. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, oh, it's our good friend, Newsday Laura. Buddy, buddies. Hey, buddy girl. What's up, buddy? Um, I wanted to call because um, I love Tool. I love a perfect circle. Anything Maynard does, I love. Dave says you don't exist. Dave said you don't exist. Is that right, Dave? That's what I said. I apologize, but I have to stand behind what I say. Okay, that's fair enough, but I love them. Uh, Tommy in Colorado. Hey, hey, buddies. Hey. Hey, uh, Davey. Yeah. Davey Mack. Yes. You're a fucking idiot, bro. Tool is huge among high school girls because of Maynard James Keenan. These fucking chicks, these stoner girls, they're absolutely nuts over Tool. He's a fucking, he's a rock god, I, and that's why the chicks love him. Dude, you're fucking out of line, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. I, I do kind of see him as a high school girl's band. No, I think that more men are into Tool, though. It's not about... Men and high school girls. Yeah, but do you know a few high school girls? they can meet girls? at the concerts. Right, one-liner. Loving it. What's going on with the queen? Is she still down there? The queen bee? I think she's still she's still flying. I know she was the queen bee. Yeah, that's what they call her. Some some of the people. Well, you know what? You can fool some of the people some of the time. <laughs> uh, you and Chris Stanley have a brand new uh, game lined up, Dave. Yes. Oh, yes, we do. But you can't play it. Actually, yeah, because it's on runs. It shows in only in delights oh, on three six. Yeah. Fuck. What happened? Fucking machine. The the, the frozen computers and. I guess there's no engineers in this big building. What else has been on your mind, Davey Mack? You said you had some things bothering you today, some things you've been trying to work out. Yes, I have a lot of things I have to work Just out. Just give me one. Okay. Chuck Knobloch, all okay. right? He was your one-time hero. He was one of my favorite Yankees. He was a he was a, a, a fiery player, and he recently is brought up on charges of hitting and then uh, choking his, his wife. 
And it was insane for me to read this story because it's one thing after another with Chuck Knobloch. He developed some sort of weird throwing problem in the late 90s where he couldn't throw from second to first base. Mm -hmm. And because of that, his whole life, his literally his whole life spiraled because of his one uh, sports ineptitude. Just because he couldn't make that throw, then he got, like, divorced. He was overthinking? Yeah, and it ruined his life. He retired. He was overthinking. So that made him resign from base, retire from baseball at premature age. Here's what's weird. I know this has happened to guys uh, that I know in in comedy. That it would just dawn on them one day, I'm on stage and everybody's looking at me. (laughs) And they could not fucking shake that. But it's crazy because then how were they able to do it for so many years before? Because they did not fucking think. They just reacted. And the second you start to think about things, it's just like uh, like a fighter pilot wants to fucking keep it out of his mind that, you know, he could be killed at any second. It's, he wanted to do just the opposite. I know, but it, yeah, you're right. But isn't there any way Knobloch could have gotten back to that mental He would have state? had to work for it. He would have had to yeah, go he just out didn't of his want way. Yeah. Well, or else he couldn't have figured it out. I personally see it as people who decided they choose fear over success. It's crazy. He must have chosen fear because he was on the fucking late 90s Yankees. We're talking the dynasty years. Yeah, the big years. And this one little thing, as soon as he was done, I heard that you know he, had, he got busted on coke, he got divorced, then he slaps around, chokes his ex-wife, he gets brought up with the steroid shit, and he's a total fucking basket case, all from... He couldn't just throw the ball at Tino Martinez 20 feet away from him. It, it, I've never seen an athlete fall, the, except for OJ. I've never seen an athlete Didn't fall. Didn't happen this with a Dodgers second baseman? Steve uh, Sachs. Steve Sachs, yeah. Uh, where, same thing, the easiest throw was the one he couldn't fucking make. That second base toss. Because you'd be like, all I've got to do is throw it to Dave, <laughs> right. and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. And instead of just. Letting your body do it, you're trying to fucking will it there Yep, with your mind. It's probably the way, like, you know, Shaq is almost with free throws. I mean, Absolutely. is that a mental thing? It has to be, in my opinion. How could it not be a mental thing? It's a mental thing to make it. May I just thought maybe, like, it just wasn't his shot. Like, that wasn't his specialty. Because he can do other things on the court, obviously. He can dunk. Mm-hmm. But what person can't shoot a fucking free throw? It's just like a putt. It's not the putt or the fucking or the shot. It's doing it with the game on the line. Right. right? Uh-huh. Anybody, if, if I sat there and I said to you, all right, I want you to take this putt. It's fucking two feet. Anybody could walk up and do it. A two foot putt. Yeah. But if I said there's a thousand dollars on this putt, then ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Progressively, the pressure would start to come in of if I fucking miss this, if I fuck up, I'm screwed, you know? Mm-hmm. So at that, that's why a real pro, a real pro golfer is the guy who can shut out everything. Same with a baseball player. Shut out everything. They have to, but it's hard for... And at one point, they were telling... They tried to get Knobloch to throw it uh, underhanded to the first baseman. Mm-hmm. It was totally insane. And, and they just... And I, it shows you that it was mental because the guy's been a total insane person since. Uh, Ed, New Jersey, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. There was... Uh, I, uh, you might remember this pitcher, Steve Blass from the Pirates. He had something similar back in the early 70s. 
he uh, he had trouble throwing to the catcher, and he uh, helped the Pirates win the series in '71, and uh, and he was a promising pitcher, but he just couldn't throw to the catcher, and that ruined his career. Yeah, just that simple thing will actually change everything in your life. Thanks for the call there, Ed. Here is uh, Tom. Tom in Connecticut. Yeah, Mackie Sasser is another one, but but I, I called about uh, Knobloch actually threw the ball over Tino Martinez's head once into the stands and hit Keith Olbermann's mother <laughs> yeah. with the ball. That's the guy who did that. That's really yeah. bad luck on top of everything else. It was unbelievable. Olbermann was working the game. Remember, he yep. used to do the Fox baseball sideline reporters, and he hit his mom in the head. Um, here is, um, let's see, Siv, you're on Fez. What can we do for you? Hey, uh, one of the sportscasters, I forget who, says, uh, dumb hitters are the best hitters. And, boy, that Jim Tomei is a great hitter. So uh, I forget who said it, but just saying, like, going along with, like, you guys. Yeah, you don't want to be a thinker when you are doing stuff like this. In the same exact way of look at a uh, a defensive player, a middle linebacker. Every time he hits somebody, he has the possibility of hurting himself. Now, you never realize that until you get hurt. And after a guy gets hurt, if he has a problem with one's shoulder, you will see him change the way he mm. fucking hits. Right. And that's why a lot of guys, uh, it's always the young guys come in, put them on the fucking bomb squad, special teams them, because running down that fucking uh, field at another guy running straight at you is the most insane thing in the world. You're better off not knowing how badly you're about to be hurt. Not if you want to deliver the right fucking hit. It's just with the way you said it, kickoffs are so primitive. It's like Braveheart. Mm-hmm. It's masses of men just <laughs> yeah, running it's at each other. It's the craziest fucking play. But yeah, I would. I would hate to work on special. Uh, to well, be no one ever teams. says I want to be a special yeah. teams player, except for Steve Tasker. Maybe you're there to hang on to your spot on the roster. Hopefully, you're going to fucking break in and and play full time. But I, I, yeah, I mean, and and it, it carries these guys. It carries them through their lives. Their lives are fucked with some of. But them. it happens in regular life where regular, somebody, yeah. you know, the whole thing of agoraphobia or a, or a panic attack is remembering what can go wrong. No one ever has a panic attack thinking about what could go right. You know. Yeah, it's just no one has social fucking anxieties thinking. I'm going to go into this bar and get laid. Sometimes they're not even about what can go wrong. It's like having the panic attack about having a panic attack. That's what the thought is. Well, that's what would go wrong. Mm. So in other words, you're putting your focus on the one place where you don't want it. It's like the old saying of try not to think of a pink elephant. Uh You can't try not to do something. You can only do it or not do it. Mm -hmm. But the second that you're fucking told, and that's why the best fucking criminals, it doesn't dawn on them about getting busted. What keeps the rest of us from being criminals is you think to yourself, what happens if you get caught stealing this money? A criminal won't do it. (laughs) A criminal probably can't even see that far ahead. 
and that's why I've never really believed in the whole deterrent to, uh, you know, that the death penalty is a deterrent. Because the kind of people who fucking kill people don't look ahead right. and think what's going to go wrong. Right. Uh, 866, uh, here's uh, uh, Ron Zero Fez. Here's Dr. X in Mexico. Ronnie, coming in like a million pesos, baby. Thank Listen, you, man. What you're describing is uh, the same thing we uh, we do in Zen Buddhism. They, they completely remove all fear from you. If you don't have any fear, there's absolutely nothing that can get in your way. You do things, uh, the samurai would do things over and over and over. So the sword became an extension of their arms. They never thought about dying. You go without fear, your body tends to automatic pilot. Nothing can go wrong. And if it goes wrong, fuck it, move on. And and the reality of it is, uh, for most people, that I think most of their fears really come down to fear of death. And if you stop fearing death, you're not, you're going to stop having any fears. Because if you don't fear death, what else is there? What else is there? I guess it's just the it, that has to be just like your your makeup. Are you a positive or negative person? Chuck Knobloch must, even though he was an incredibly successful baseball player, must have been a pessimistic dude. Yeah, but there's also, even at every level, there are people who want the fucking ball more than the other people, you know? There are people who are saying, oh, something's going on? Let somebody else do it. I'll just sit back. There, That's one fucking type of personality. The other type of personality says, give it to me. I fucking, I should be the one. And it'll be best for everybody if I fucking have it. Um, eight six six. Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's uh, C in Atlanta. You're on the Run Fez show. Good afternoon, Mr. Bennington. I was playing football in college, and uh, I intercepted a ball, and I was running full speed trying to juke. I put my right leg out, and the torque of my muscle broke my femur in half. I could never play again. I didn't want to play because I was too afraid to run full speed. Right. And that will happen. I mean, this is the type of thing that's going on with Tom Brady right now. And most of us go, well, Tom Brady, he had his operations, he's back. But the fact of the matter is, he knows now what it feels like to be fucking taken out. And why there's guys on the ground, there's some part of that will be thinking about that that never thought of it before. Because he knows it's not just that one pain. Right. It's the full year of rehab. Who wants to fucking do that again? Who wants to go back through that? And it, and this happens. And it wasn't, you know, that bad of a hit on him that put him out for a year. I mean, it wouldn't take that. That's got to be in his mind that it didn't take that much for him to get that injured. This is what happens to us as children. As children, we normally come into things feeling very open and positive about stuff when we're little kids. You ever uh, fucking say to a kid... What do you want to be when they grow up? They got an they got an answer, and it's never a dull job, because they have no idea that they can't. But then once uh, society beats you down and starts going, well, if you really want to be a doctor, there's a lot of schooling. Uh, astronauts, well, you're going to have to, you know. And we tell kids how difficult the world is. Mm. We, in a way to protect them, we take away every infinite possibility that they feel about the universe. We're probably not helping them. And we're going like this, that. no, 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 honey. Yeah. No. Uh, 
people like you don't get to do that. Right, just because we failed. <laughs> I remember um, very, very, very... But we do it to protect them. We but think we're protecting them. Maybe you're not. No, of course you're not. Because the reality of it is most... You know, it's very interesting when it comes to people with... Um, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I don't want to get that job. I'll get fired. I don't want to do that. I'll get fired or whatever. I, I could never do that. And then you meet people as they get older... The people with the craziest resumes are the ones that you think are the most interesting people in the world. The people who, oh, I was fucking on a steamship for six months. I was fucking a bounty hunter. I was a bartender in fucking Brazil. <laughs> that, you're like, what an interesting person. <laughs> this is. A, but if you go back over that thing, none of those things worked out the way the person wanted to. Hmm. You know, now you're at the edge of your people. Well, I tried out for the Cardinals. Oh, that's great. <laughs> At the time, you're like, that's a crushing defeat. Right. But that makes you this rich, interesting personality as life goes on. I was on the road. I fucking did, you know, I, I fucking followed this around. Suddenly it makes you seem so much more interesting because you've tried things. Because we're, we've got ourselves down now to... Don't do anything because you could uh, be hurt. Uh, Doug in uh, Baltimore, you're on Fez. Lost you. Teddy in Pittsburgh. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, I had this uh, similar thing that you were talking about Chuck Knobloch happened to me. I was a, uh, I was a pretty good uh, horseshoes player. Not that that uh, is no, I understand. Go ahead. Thing, but, and, and really, I, any uh, skill is the same thing. It doesn't right. matter exactly. what it happens to be. You could be throwing darts. doesn't really fucking matter. But if you turn your mind off, you can do it automatically. Right. Exactly. Do it in my sleep. But uh, one day, I mean, I, I, one throw, I couldn't, didn't get it halfway there. Another one straight into the ground. I total, totally lost the point of release. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked my cousin, who was a doctor, about it, and he said it, it, it's similar. Like, every once in a while, if somebody gets hit in the head, they can get amnesia, right? Well, every once in a while, something will happen in your body where it, your muscle memory is gone. You don't you, – that thing that you've done all that, all that number of times, the memory of it isn't there anymore. But it seems like you have to do something to break it, so there's got to be some way to redo that again. Uh, I've never been able to find it. I've I mean, the, the funny thing it. is, like, now you have muscle memory. Your muscles are telling you to do something wrong. You know what I mean? Like, they're not taking you back to where you were before. So you still have muscle memory, but just not the way that you would have uh, uploaded it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's still something that your body is doing over and over again. And we talked about this before. The second that you realize you can be knocked out, you will fucking be. Mm. You know? Yeah, that well, happens to fighters all the time. And James Hatfield has said that ever since his hand got blown up almost in Metallica, he had to relearn guitar, and he's actually said he's a different guitar player. There's, I believe that. There's two different James Hatfields. He doesn't play guitar the same way anymore. Yeah, I, I uh, believe that. And that happens to certain people who have gotten, you know, accidents, got their wrists broken. Will say I play the guitar completely different. The interesting thing is, is that the mind will find ways of making things fucking happen again, you know, mm -hmm. as you want it. One of the interesting things about people, I think, is they quit most things too soon. Where let's say 
you you went out to play a game, you decide pretty quickly this game isn't for me, and then we'll quit. A little kid generally doesn't do that. That's why you do better uh, learning things when you're a little kid because you really don't get the fact that um, that quitting is an option. You know? right. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, you kind of can't teach an adult how to play baseball. You probably wouldn't bring somebody over from a different country, they'd be 30, and be able to start playing baseball against <laughs> other people. But you could grab any kid who's like two and start on him. By the time he's six or seven, he'll be able to play. Yeah. What we want to do now, if you take on something new, you want to do it immediately. You know? Mm-hmm. If you wanted to go learn how to surf now, you're like, if you couldn't surf within... You know, a weekend, you're like, ah, surfing's not for me. <laughs> Just can't surf. You you really don't fucking surrender that, to it the way you do when you're younger. That's probably why rock band is so popular. You don't have to learn the guitar. You're just, uh, you know, pushing the buttons uh, along. Uh, well, hold on, but some people don't can't learn rock band. I, I, my, so I have, it's still a video game. And I, I have some friends who can't even do rock band, so they, they're pissed when I want to play rock band because they don't know how to learn it. Yeah, everybody, you know, it, that's still... You could say it's easier to do one thing than the other, but the fact is, to learn any video game, it's the same kind of, you know, muscle memory that we're talking about here. And what's weird is a lot, like, when you go up there to the fun spot, the games that you played back in the old days are the ones that'll come back to you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I can't fucking believe. I don't know about those games, but I'm playing the shit out of Space Invaders. <laughs> right. That, and, and you'll, and I think as humans, it's just easier for us to do what we're comfortable with. Mm. I mean, they had some fucking awesome games at Fun Spot, but good old Dave goes into the 80 section and is playing Pitfall. That's all you care about, the old <laughs> stuff. Bringing it back. All right, getting ready to wrap this one up. Uh, I definitely want to thank our guest, Victoria Gotti. You did a fantastic job in here today. Did I tell you Liam came looking for me? No. And said he wanted to talk to me before the show. And I'm like, I don't even worry about it. And then I said, uh, I'll look forward to our next cancellation. <laughs> you came they back. Got an, there, there's an anti-Ronifest thing. Yeah, I think so. That has to change. Well, we're off. We're all a happy family here. Well, you know? wait till they see Fez in a toupee. <laughs> and he starts working that angle. I think it's going to change everybody. Fez in a toupee is going to finally put us over the top of the suits. <laughs> it may be a more business look. Great line. All right, that is it for us. Uh, we're going to be wrapping this uh, bear up. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, Friday. So um, maybe a drinking show. Maybe we come in here, and even me, I start drinking no. and doing shots with you guys. I wouldn't do that, Ronnie. Why not? Why can you drink with everybody but Ronnie B? You can do whatever you want, but it just seems like it. Uh... I know this song. This is Lou Reed. That's right. From the Transformer album. All right, that's Satellite Love because you're listening to Satellite Radio. And the interesting thing now is you don't have to say what Satellite Radio is. It's, it's Satellite Radio. There's only one company doing it. Used to be two. That was one company. That's liberating, really. It is. So 
So uh, we're out of here. Back here tomorrow on a Friday. Take care, everybody. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite